I still am so close, I can take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value payment, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate. And I run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Entertaining. Episode 291 today with a special guest. For some that don't know, he's a viral internet sensation, actor in Empire and Shameless. Uh, he's got a hit, White Boy Summer, and then he went viral for talking... Uh, patois. Uh, uh, patois, right? <laughs> and then famous for his anti-vaccine rant, famous for anti-Trump rants. And his father is a, a winner, I believe, of Black Jeopardy, right, Doug? He, he, from <laughs> SNL, who happens to be also Tom Hanks, Chet. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. You got a lot of stuff you've done, man. You got, you, you're uh, all over the place with your opinions, your thoughts, your you know creativity. Yeah, I've been pretty outspoken. How do you feel about that? Well, some of it, some of the things I've been outspoken about, I have a different opinion on now. You know, things are always changing. Sometimes you speak on something at one point, and you, uh, you know, it's twenty twenty hindsight. So you, you don't, you couldn't, you can't know at the time how things are going to pan out. So, you know, sometimes your opinions change. But one thing that hasn't changed is I've always been uh, pretty open about my opinions on things. If I feel like I have something to say, then I don't really have a problem using my voice. That's that's great, but I'd, I'd be curious to know what opinions have changed, by the way, because with you, I got a lot of topics I want to get into. You know, I got you know your own self on how to create your own identity, being in the uh, family household that you were raised in. I'm sure that's like the main topic people want to talk to you about. Uh, your your family's you know somehow some way always tied to not always recently maybe in the last two and a half years uh, tied to conspiracy theories. And then at the same time, you seem very loose. You seem very comfortable in your own skin uh, when you go Thank out there doing what you're doing. So it, it, you were saying some things have changed. I gave the intro, and right off the bat, the first thing you said is some opinions have changed. What has changed? Oh, that's a good question. Let's get right into it. Um, specifically, like when you mentioned that I was uh, against Trump, right? Well, the, what you're talking about is a video I posted also in a Jamaican accent when Trump lost the election. And I said, boss man, Biden beat Trump and whatnot. I still, the reasons I was against Trump at that time have not changed. You know, the like specifically, you know, the racist stuff. It's debatable. You know, people got their own opinions on whether he's actually racist, but I'm talking about the comments of like, you know, there was good people on both sides when talking about the neo-Nazis. That's the stuff that made me, be against Trump at the time. But at that time, when Biden won the election, I was bigging up Biden. And my feelings of Biden um, have changed. So you don't have the same opinion. This is the most popular president we've ever had, 81 million votes. Your opinions on him has changed? On Biden? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> I mean, well, does it look like this country is going well? You know, there's a... Uh, the economy is, you know absolute shit in LA there's homeless people everywhere yeah <clears throat> I mean they're just doing drugs out on the streets we gave all that money to Ukraine for what we are we our economy don't we have enough problems to take care of within our own country rather than go spending all our tax dollars giving it to some other country while we have homelessness everywhere it's rampant and we're giving out crack pipes to people 
Yeah, but isn't that an LA problem? Like, isn't that something that your boy Newsom has to kind of clean up or Garcetti? This that's is also New York, though. That's also Illinois, correct. though. That's also you know uh, uh, Portland. For you sure, saw what Portland, happened. Seattle. Did you see what Portland came out and said yesterday? Did you hear about that, Tyler? Did you hear what the Portland guy said yesterday? We, we got to figure this out. This homelessness problem is is bad. You know, the, too many drugs out there. And what are you talking about? These are the byproducts of your policies. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it boggles my mind yeah. how Gavin Newsom is even in office. I mean. It's almost as if you had a governor there who was his job was to just have everything go to shit as much as possible. It's almost like that's his objective. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I fuck up this state as much as possible? That's what it looks he, like to he, me. He crushed it in the recall. What was that in 2020, 2021? And it wasn't even Larry close Elder. against Larry Elder. It doesn't make any sense to me. That, go, that also goes for the mayor of L.A. I mean, Garcetti. I mean, it, it's all it's all absolute shit. Yeah, you know, I, I've I've grown up. I was born and raised in L.A. my entire life. I've yeah. never seen anything like this. When did it start really getting bad? Because it didn't COVID, start during COVID. It got exponentially yeah. worse during COVID. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure it was like in a lot of cities all across America. Also, the stuff in the vaccine, I just don't agree with. I think it's morally wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like people should be forced to take anything. I think it's absolutely insane. Why, why do you, th- well, here's the question though, Chad, you come across as a, you, you have a very different experience in life than the average person. You've seen a lot, okay, in your life and at a very young age. So to you, a nice car to an average guy, man, oh my God, that's a Lamborghini. You're like, dude, just, I've seen the cars. You've seen that's the That's incorrect. That's the- incorrect. You still value that? You'll still see no, the cars? I, I, <laughs> this is, this is like the, the number one misconception about me and my upbringing that like I, I was just, you know, given Lamborghinis or, or that's nice not cars. what I'm saying that's right no yeah. but but still like a Lamborghini yeah. like I, this is what people don't understand is that like for the majority of my life I've been absolutely broke like I mean like living paycheck to paycheck like throughout my early 20s I mean throughout like you know up until my late 20s when I started when, when my acting career started taking off and I was making enough money to support myself so I didn't have to work a nine to five yeah I mean if I had like you know seven hundred dollars in my bank account then that was like a lot of money you know what I'm saying? Like for the majority of my life, up until my mid twenties, and still, and and until I started getting, you know, consistent recurring roles or series regulars on TV shows. But I guess the point I'm trying to make, and and I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I think one part you said, you know, my I would tell my dad, Dad, I need some money. He would say, Go wash my car. Here's sixty bucks, right? So you always had to earn based on what you right. said the way you were right. raised. I actually think you were raised the right way by, hey, we have the Me money, too. but this doesn't mean. Me too. But what I'm saying is you've been on the Jets. You've been around the celebrity. You've been on the Hollywood people. You've seen all these guys. They're regular people that come to your house. I'm assuming that's the life you were around. So, you, you, But you're also in a space where if I'm, if let's just say I'm your, you know, my father's a general of the army. Who am I going to be around? Military guys, vets, colonels, officers, you know. That's my world. So right. I understand military. That's the world I come from. Right. So my language is, yes, sir, this. And maybe I hate it. Maybe it's too much. Like, stop cleaning my bed in the morning. I don't want to clean my bed. There's going to be some kind of resentment towards a military background. right? You hear something? Or, or if my father was a pastor of a big church and I got caught smoking weed and the next Sunday morning the pastor, like, I remember being at church when uh, my pastor's son got caught doing something and he had to talk about it. On stage, 20,000 members, not comfortable. So the pressure of being the son of a preacher's boy, we've read about it. We've, you know, you've, you've seen it all over the place. Right? There's certain pressure that comes with it. But, you know, the Bible studies, you know, all that's because that's your world. Same with athletes. You know, Michael Jordan's son, 
You know, he's got the shadow of his father and, you know, he's trying to, you know, there's no way in the world you're going to match that shadow. For you, you're in a family where the last name is Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. And your mom's also an actress. And they both made it to the top. But your dad's in the GOAT status. He's one of the greatest of all time to do what he's done. I know you talk about what movies till today gets him emotional, gets you emotional when you talk about some of the movies. You know, but for you to say what you just said about Biden, what you just said about California, about Newsom comfortably the way that you did. And then in that world, most of them support what Newsom does. Most of them supported the shutdown. Most of them supported yeah. the vaccine. Most of them supported. How do you, how do you, is, is that a battle you deal with or no, you're pretty comfortable with your position and hey, this is who I am. I'd rather be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not. Have you always been like that? Not always. But uh, as I get older, I uh, I just feel that that's important. I mean, I, I, I can't be anybody other than who I am. You know? I could, yeah, you, you, could, you could be who you are. Uh, uh, just, you could omit, you know what I'm saying? I could be who I am and just not say that. You know, but we're having a discussion. You know, I could just omit that, but then isn't it kind of a lie of omission if I choose not to say something that I really believe? I mean, we're on a podcast. I'm with you. You're, you know, I already know coming into this, this is going to be an extremely intelligent discussion. This is a type of platform for extremely intelligent discussions. I haven't mentioned this, but I mean, it's just such a privilege to be here because I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I watched all the mafia states of America. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? So this is a trip, and it's dope to be here having a conversation with you. I have tremendous respect for, for you and both you guys. So it's really a privilege to be here. So if this is the platform to have a, a, a you know intelligent discussion like that, then why wouldn't I? Is it, uh, uh, is it tough to do that? Is it tough to... Uh I guess let me ask the question a different way. So, for example, a uh, Steinbrenner's son. Let's say everybody knows the Steinbrenner last name. You think about what? The Yankees. Imagine if his son is like, yeah, I think baseball's, you know, I think uh, I'm not a Yankees fan. And I'm a Red Sox fan, hypothetically. I mean, that's your position. That's a very dramatic position. Well, it's right? interesting, right? Because technically, I mean, politics, whether you are on the left or the right, shouldn't have anything to do with your skill set as an actor or an entertainer. I agree. So, but, but, but somehow it's been skewed that way. Somehow it has been skewed that way where if you're in entertainment yeah. or Hollywood, then you're only allowed to promote one side. And if you don't, if you promote the other side at all, you're like persona non grata. But at this point, I mean, I've already been so fucking outspoken about anything my whole life. It's like, Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? People who are going to work with me are going to want to work with me because I'm a talented actor or because we have a we have a relationship. And if they don't, then fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm no longer dependent on having to put all my eggs in one basket, whether it's acting, music um, or anything else I got going on, because I have something else. Got, I, I'm, now I have my 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 self mastery program, my coaching program, and that's extremely fulfilling because I get to work one-on-one with people and uh, help change their lives, you know, because people have seen my story and how I've changed my life. Even though I'm still outspoken, I'm sober. 
I got in the best shape of my life and I'm actively pursuing something that's benefiting people directly where I get to work with people one-on-one and, and witness their growth and do what I can to aid their growth right before, right in front of my eyes. Because I, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I, but I can say is that most of the time when people reach out to me, I know exactly what they're going through because I've been there. Chad, how old are you now? I'm 32. All right. Um, respect, by the way, for speaking your mind, whether you're left, right, up, down, middle. Cool. Do you. I don't think anybody should be blackballed or canceled because they have beliefs, political beliefs, social beliefs, all good. Opinions. All good. Zero, zero issues. Um, you said you typically were more liberal leaning, now well, a little I bit mean, more conservative. I, my entire family, I mean, I, I was raised in a democratic family for yeah. sure. You That's know, just some, Hollywood. Some people, some people are, you know, raised... Yeah. You know, in conservative families that grow up Republicans, some people are raised mm-hmm. as Democrats. Okay, when you're a little kid, you're growing up in your family. Okay, I, I went to a school that you know was very conservative, so I was like a minority for having a family that was Democrats, huh. right? So, like when you're a little kid, when you're in the fifth grade, you know what I'm saying? When like you know Bush was getting elected or some something, and you know you have your your little school has like the elections, right? Well, who are the little who's a fifth grader voting for? They're just voting for the president that their parents are voting for. Right. So they don't have any opinion on politics. They're just raised a certain a a, a certain way. Right. right? So I was definitely raised uh, in that, you know, Mm -hmm. on the left, in the liberal Democratic, um, you know, just mindset, culture, whatever. But I truly consider myself a complete moderate, complete moderate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I truly believe that, honestly, a, a two party system is ridiculous because what we're having to accept now is. You either have to it's it's a it's a it's a by you know bipartisan extremes right if you have to accept the extremes of each of each party even though the like the most rational you know decision or, or point of view is always going to be more in the middle mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying so it's like if you you have to you're forced to like pick a side and then co-sign even the most extreme ideologies of that side just because it's it's just because you're picking the lesser of two evils for sure but but i honestly think that nowadays i mean the the republican party is a lot more moderate than the democratic party yeah well they're both both sides are extreme whether you're talking about the woke left or the absolute complete right conspiracy theorist maga right right but that's moderate i think moderate is great i'm i'm definitely in that camp Unfortunately, if you're a politician, moderates don't get eyeballs. We're in an eyeball culture. Yeah, but I feel like most people are truly moderate. You know, like sure. most people you come across are, are moderate. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, like, like I'll, I'll speak for myself, for example. Okay. Like I believe in the, the second amendment. Okay. So that's like a, like a right ideology. I also believe that women should be able to get abortions. Okay. That's a left ideology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two completely rational things. That should be like, you know, like logical, but people are forced to either go out, pick one side yeah. and then accept all the stuff that comes with it. So if I want to keep my guns, now I got to be now I got to be, right. be, be be rallying against abortions. You know what I'm saying? Because life isn't black and white. It's not. Life, life isn't. There's a know? gray area. There's a nuance. Yeah. You could be liberal in some stuff. You could be conservative in other stuff. Exactly. So I think that's the problem in America today is that you're on team blue or you're on team red. Yeah. What happened to Red, white, and blue, baby. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the problem in, exactly. in the culture today. Let me ask you one more follow-up question. Since you seems to be a moderate person who is more left, now you're more right, there must be things that upset you or trigger you 
especially on the conspiracy side of things. Like, things aren't conspiracies until they're actually proven true. As an example, like, freedom of speech. They're limiting our freedom of speech. It's like, well, they kind of are. Big tech, of course, right? Of course. COVID, vax. Well, yeah, you can't trust it. It's like, well, turns out you probably kind of couldn't, right? But then you get into crazy conspiracy things it's like insane. QAnon, adrenochrome, you know, liberal elites, you know, blood, babies. That's where you lose people and you're like, that right. just doesn't make any sense. And then you hear stories of like your father, America's dad almost, you know, drinking adrenochrome. You've heard these stories, course, I assume. Of course. How do you process that? I mean, it's fanciful. I, I, how do I process it? I think that, that I think that people are uh, crazy, freaking, you know, sci-fi fantasies are a lot more interesting as an explanation for why things are the way they are than real life or the real answer. There, it's a lot more interesting. People are bored, right? People are bored in their lives. It's it, it's it's interesting to get lost in these crazy theories and conspiracies. Instead of like looking at like you know the, the more simple, probably much more truthful answer of why things are the way that they are, right? But I don't think that the I don't think that the left is doing themselves any favors. I mean, they're kind of the reason in promoting all these theories because I mean, just look at Instagram, okay? If you put a post on Instagram saying anything against the vaccine, it gets flagged. Mm -hmm. You might get shadow banned. It might get removed. Why is that? Why is that? What, what what interest does Meta have in promoting the vaccine? Why? Why should they have an interest in that? They it's see funny. themselves, that what they claim is they see themselves as they have the responsibility to fact check because they have so much influence nowadays, so they don't want people to be influenced to think otherwise. Uh, yeah, but what? Are, why are they worried about people thinking otherwise? They, they view themselves they, as arbiters of truth. Yeah, but but this isn't so fucking insane. I mean, just think about how insane this is. That that we that that, that now the government is so involved in our lives that they think that, and people agree that they have the right to tell us what to inject into our fucking blood. What is that? A couple years ago, before COVID happened, you would have said, that's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. But because of the chaos and the fucking ridiculous shit that just of, of the, you know, people just going nuts, the, 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 the economy tanking, homelessness everywhere, you know, people are, have somehow through all this chaos gotten to the point where they go, oh, yeah, I mean, this is normal. This is normal for the government to come right. tell us where we can and can't go based upon a fucking injection. This is, it's not normal. This shit is fucking insane. Well, Chet, how did you develop such strong opinions on this? Because if we all remember March of 2020, the first big name that got COVID was your father, Tom Hanks. And nobody knew what the fuck was going on with COVID at the time, if you recall. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm saying as a human, as a, as a fan, as a person, I'm thinking, holy shit, Tom Hanks, he's got it. Like what is this AIDS? Is this is this Ebola? Like what's gonna happen to Tom Hanks? And like a couple months later, he's like hosting SNL, fucking doing his David S. Pumpkin, like doing his. Thing. I'm like, you go, boy, you're back. But at the time, it was really freaking scary. So that yeah, must have done something to you and triggered something to be like, it ain't that bad. Like, how did you come to this conclusion where you're at with COVID and vaccine and all that? Well, I mean, when 
Sorry. So, like, what's the, specifically what's the question? No. So, like, your dad was the first person right. that quote unquote yeah, got I remember, famous I remember. person. Yeah. So you probably didn't know much about COVID at that time, vaccines no. at that time. No. That I assume was you didn't before, have these that was strong opinions the on vaccine. vaccines at the time. Well, Correct. this is when it, this started to to take a turn. That's for what me. I'm asking. When, when when they when they came out with the vaccine, I thought, oh, okay, cool. If people want to go get a vaccine, they'll be they'll be able to get a vaccine. Right. But then once it started to become about no 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 mandates, you you, you can't work at your job if you don't get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. You you can't you you're, you get kicked out of the military if you don't get your vaccine. If you're a teacher, you can't go teach unless you get your vaccine. You can't go to a restaurant unless you get your vaccine. This was this, going on in L.A. Yeah, this is not here in Florida. In L.A. Yeah, I, I said this is fucking insane. What what gives them the right to do that? To, tell, to, to force you where you can and can't go in public spaces based on whether you get an injection or, or not, that, that's when I spoke out about it first. Mm-hmm. But see, at the time, you know, most people are just living in fear. So if, 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 if someone, if there, there's so much fear and chaos going on, if the fucking TV screen tells them this is a solution, don't be afraid, get the vaccine. Most people are so fucking dumb, they'll just go do that. And if they want to, that's their that's their fucking. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad at them. If you want to go get it, go get it. But don't fucking fucking kick me out of society if I don't want to. Did you feel that? Like, did you yeah, not? Were you not able to act? Were you not able to get jobs? Like, what were what were the situations that you felt the ramifications for not being pro-vax or even getting a vax? I mean, I got it. <laughs> I got the vaccine. I got, got I got it on paper. I got it. I got the vaccine. Got it. You got the. Card. So there's no ramifications. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> What's wrong with your eye? Well, you, you you remember <laughs> when when Tom Cruise was doing what one that one movie yeah. on the set where he lost it. We're following all the guidelines and we're doing. Do you remember that whole? Oh thing? yeah, yeah. He, he freaked out on camera. Blew up. Yeah. And blew said, up and it was a. Well, is he doing it to show responsibility? Is it really Tom blowing up? Is it really this? Because he didn't want to get the lawsuit because it was a big mess back then and they were not letting Hollywood work and we had no movies and. Movies were being released on Netflix, so not Netflix, yeah, just Netflix or Apple mm-hmm. TV. Um, but pe- people in that space, it's it's a very interesting because a part of that space is being creative, right? And what is a what is the you know the core foundation of being creative? It's being free, yeah, land right. free. So to me, yeah. create creativity is stemmed from hey, you know, d- d- don't. Uh, Remember when you were a kid and you're painting and you said don't the box like uh, uh, your don't color inside the lines color inside the lines or do this and the creativity is what I want to do it this way. I mean, you go to a place and you see a piece of art selling for ten million bucks or a million bucks, you're like, I'd never buy something like this, right? But part of being creative is mm-hmm. to let loose, mm-hmm. to be free, to you know, here's what I want to do. Yeah, and uh, at the same time, the industry that's supposed to be the most creative. Mm-hmm. Became so much about guidelines and yeah. rules, yeah. and yeah. like a, almost like a religious to follow. Which is, uh. it, it's it's a if there's any like I would have seen military doing that because military is what don't ask, just do it. Yes, sir. Take the order. You know, you can't question anything. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of do that. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I can see military like, doing like that. Like a buddy who was here last week that was former Stuart Schiller. I mean, listen, exactly. guys, I took probably, 
11 vaccines day one when I joined the army. You didn't have a choice. It was an air gun. Boom, boom, boom. There was six people on each side, and you get an air gun shot. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you're done, you don't know what vaccine. You sign it up because that's kind of what you do when you're, you're going getting to, shot up with all sorts. Of stuff. And you have no idea what it is half the time. You're just signing it off when you're 18 years old, 19 years old. But uh, it, it's kind of weird to see the most creative it's really industry. It's really weird. Be dysregulated. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. So, so okay. For when I talk to uh, uh, RFK, Robert Kennedy, I, I'm so curious about the Kennedy family because Kennedy family. There's certain last names, whether the kids like it or not, you're part of that brand. Okay, right. right. If your last name's Kennedy in politics, you're part of that brand. Right. If your last name's Trump, I'm sorry, you're part of mm-hmm. Obama, Clinton. Chelsea's got no choice. Chelsea can't go mm-hmm. say, you know what? I just want to <laughs> go out there and do X, Y, Z. You can't. You are a Clinton, right? Yeah. In sports, you got Brady, those kids, for the rest of their lives, they're a Brady. Yep. Jordan, you're a Jordan. Gretzky, how many Gretzkys are out there? You're locked into those names, yeah. right? The only other Hanks I know is Merton Hanks. I don't know if you remember Merton Hanks or not. 49ers. 49ers. Long Merton neck. Hanks, long, long, long neck. neck. <laughs> Outside of that, there's only one <laughs> Hanks I know. So in the Hanks family, okay, uh, your your dad's been pretty, you know, but, but we've all seen the gold cast video where they tell the story about your dad and, you know, I regret doing this, or I regret, he seems very sincere when he's talking about certain areas of his life when he's blown up in Hollywood. Was was the family the kind of a family where at nighttime you guys had real conversations? Because what Kennedy told me is yeah. in their family every night, his dad would ask, so what do you think about drugs? What's wrong with cocaine being illegal? What's wrong with prostitution? What's wrong with this? And then kids would battle it out and they would debate because They're- that's what the identity family dinners were all about yes. debate that's what it was and i wow. love that mm-hmm. i love that almost every family i saw that's been successful they were in the community of did he debating. say what age that started at no since you were kids wow. they would debate since you were kids they would debate was the hanks family a family where you talked about serious issues or was it more about tell us how school was today tell us how this was today and they kind of hid you because they're so concerned because you know tom hanks is here and we want our sons to have a regular life. What what was that like? We definitely we had we had comp, we we sat at the dinner table every night. You know, no phones, just being present with each other, and uh, yeah, we talked. We talked. That was like mandatory. My my parent, you know, I mean, it was no phones. You know what I'm saying? Um, just connecting with each other. You know, like we we definitely did that. Um, was it connecting? Was it a was it a debate environment or no? It wasn't. It was, a we did a thing. We did high point, low point. So we did like the the high point of our day and the low point of our day. Hmm. Got it. I like that. So what was the high point of your day? Low point of the day? Was there ever a uh, because you know for your day you said you went to a conservative school in in L A. Right? Is that the majority of the the peop, the families there were uh, from conservative? conservative families, okay. Yeah. Was it a conservative? Was it like a Catholic private school? It was Episcopalian. Private school. Yes. Okay. So, you know, uh, but it doesn't seem like, but your parents, were they also religious or not necessarily? No, were their uh, church going or no? Uh, my mom. Okay. My mom, uh, I was baptized Greek Orthodox. My, uh, my, my mom was Greek and Bulgarian. Her parents were from uh, my grandfather. My papu was from Bulgaria. My yaya, my grandmother was from Greece. And um, we were Greek Orthodox Christian. Um, not extremely religious, but, you know, it's, it's more about family and tradition. You know, it's not like, you know, like a fire and brimstone kind of religion. Um, you know, it's very laid back. You um, know why I asked that? It's I more asked, about family and tradition. That's what I'm saying. But I because y- your mom and dad, also their backgrounds, their faith, their di- there's differences. So it's a, it's a normal thing to have differences. Would you say that's what it was? Or 
here's what we are. This is what we believe in. Here's what the Hanks family does. In our family, we no, do X. It was no. doesn't sound like it was that. Not at all. I got Not you. at all. Yeah. I, it, 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 I think that's probably why I'm so out. Why I'm comfortable being outspoken because I don't feel like I have any mold that I have to fit into. I, I don't feel like I, I like like what you mentioned about like the Trumps and the Clintons and all that. I, I never felt any sort of pressure whatsoever to uh, fall in line with any kind of mold, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know. Um, you know, my, my my pops used to tell me like, "Hey, if you grow up and and what you find you're passionate about is being a fucking garbage man, then you know I support you being a garbage Respect. man." Respect. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. they're, they're my 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 family's like really laid back like that, and and I appreciate them, and I, and I love them a lot for that. Well, th- that's for many uh, reasons. I think that's very. Uh... They're very normal people, they, and then they raised me to be extremely. Uh, you know, they, they raised me to be humble, okay? They, 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 they themselves are very humble, hardworking people. They know the value of hard work. They work their asses off to get to where they are. Um, they didn't have anything. They grew up, you know, dirt poor. Um, so they were always very conscious in raising me, very conscious of the fact that um, I was not raised like any of the other, you know, kids of my, my peers growing up. I was I was not raised like anyone. Can you tell us what the uh, 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 the other way of being raised would be in Hollywood, where your parents are super super famous? Right. What was that like? Well, let me put it like this, right? Um, out of all the out of all the you know out of all my peers I ever had growing up, from you know the time I was in kindergarten to all the way through high school, um, I was probably the least spoiled kid that I ever met. Right. Like there were kids, you know, that might have been the son of like a, a successful like dentist, you know, or an orthodontist that I w- went to school with. And they were spoiled rotten. You know what I'm saying? My parents could have spoiled me m- more than anybody. And I was the least spoiled. OK, because they they con- they raised me consciously knowing that if we give this kid everything, he's going to grow up to be you know, a loser or just a piece of shit or just have no work ethic because he's already been giving every, he's already been given everything. Um, it's about work that at work, at work ethic. They knew if they raised me that way, then I would grow up with absolutely zero work ethic. And they were right because mm-hmm. the, the kids that I grew up with that were raised like that, they're not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they were correct. You know? were, were they, did, did they talk to you about, uh, because I like what you said when you said the first time you met President Bush, you went to the White House and you, he asked you the question that everybody asked you. You were 14 years old, I want to say. I think I think you said you were 14. And he asked you, so what is it like, you know, being the kid of Tom Hanks? And you said the first time I had to actually think about it, and then you gave the answer. And then he said, yeah, me too, because my dad was also, and you know, George Bush <laughs> Sr., right? Because his yeah. father was also a president. Like, yeah. imagine being the shadow of a guy that's president. <laughs> Everyone's thinking if you're going to be a president one day. That's very much of a yeah. pressure to have, which he went through his phase of party. And we had him at an event one time. I interviewed him. He opened up. He asked to turn off the cameras. No recording. The only thing is we gave him a recording that's at the Library of Congress or whatever they wanted to have because they, they document all that stuff. But he opened up about alcohol. He opened up about every, you know, he's like, one day I'm sitting at the house and I'm, um, you know, uh, having drinks and I'm sitting there saying, I missed years of my life with my kids. What am I doing? I went and took all the liquor. I dropped it. I said, that's it. I'm not having any alcohol anymore. I came back. I wanted to be a good example to my father. I wanted to be a good uh, husband, good uh, father to my kids. That um, He says, I've changed my life. And then, boom, he became a president. And he mm-hmm. was a guy mm-hmm. that used to party. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a guy that also 
went through that. But how did how did your your parents handle the shadow? Because I think that's the that's the hardest thing to do, right? How do you manage the shadow where a kid, your brother's a an actor as well, mm-hmm. and he goes and does what he does, and you guys have a different temperament, your personalities in a different way than his, but he gives you love, he gives you respect. You guys are a very loving, very united family, even though you have different opinions. Was there any moment where they talked to you about your last name and the concept of shadow? This is a great question, and this this really uh, touches on pretty like a, a pretty defining aspect of just my entire life and my entire story. Is that while my parents did a great job in raising me, and they were raised me very consciously, they're great parents, they're great people. Um, they were not conscious of of they, they were conscious of what it's like to be them, but they were not conscious of what it's like to be in the shadow of them, right? And I think. That and that's that's nothing against them, you know. I, I mean, they're in their position. They're dealing with all sorts of factors, being in their position, you know. They're, they're, you can't see what you don't see, right? So, because that's an entirely different position to be in the shadow. What a point, right? So you you're not, you don't know what you don't know, no. right? So th- this it, like this. The, 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 like they weren't they weren't necessarily capable of, of providing me. They, they 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 provided me a lot of guidance in raising me, but they weren't capable of providing me guidance in in these areas of of me just trying to figure out how to navigate these waters of of being in this shadow of this fame and being on the periphery of it, but that that had nothing to do with me, right? It had nothing to do with me. I'm just a fucking kid trying to trying to um you know I know that I've been dealt a, some cards. And I'm just trying to figure out how to play them, and I have no fucking idea how to do it. And I, and I, you know, the only way I learned is through, you know, fucking up. Is through playing them fucking terribly, playing my hand terribly, over and over and over and over again, right? And that's that's pretty much um. That that that's kind of like my my story right there. Was he and, was and he on what, the road what leads a lot? me to what, what leads me to today? Right? What, was he on the road a lot? Were, were they acting in, on the road thing or not really? It's not as many road. We, my dad did work a lot, but we we traveled with him. Okay, you know, with, really, I never felt like oh my dad's not around. Oh, I, that's sick. Ne- that that never. I never felt that way. Wow. Like oh like my my dad didn't show up to my fucking baseball game. Like no, none of that, none of that. My parents were there. They were always there. Right. It was just it, 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 the, when my struggle wasn't wasn't in any lack of, you know, uh, my relationship with my parents. My struggle was my own struggle in trying to navigate the, the waters of, of the world mm. with, with, uh, with this uh, in this shadow and on this periphery of this this fame, this yeah. huge focal point. Right. That really had nothing to do with me. Right. It had nothing to do with me, but I was a proxy of it. Right. And this is this is where I go, and this is the, the defining story of my life, right? And trying to navigate these waters, because the nature of those waters, mm. the nature of those waters, is an entirely different beast than the nature of the waters when you're you you're a focal point because of your prestige that you've earned, right? When when you are a focal point and you're a goat, like you said, for for the work and your talent that you've earned in navigating the waters of the world as that, right? That's an entirely different, entirely different scenario 
than navigating the waters of the world for someone who's a proxy of that prestige and that focal point, but is just there because they were born in it, not because they did anything to earn it. Mm-hmm. That, that, right? So, like, my... The reason why I say that was a you know struggle mm-hmm. for me is because God, I mean there 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 are so many paradoxes you know it, it's just it, it's just like mind-boggling paradoxes is the nature of what I'm talking about. What I mean by that is this is the ultimate paradox, right? Is that my my entire life, people have always thought, when, when, okay, I walk into a room, okay? You know, a 14-year-old Chet walks in a mm-hmm. 12-year-old Chet walks into a room, okay? Not me. Now I'm like a public figure and people know me for me. But take it back before then, before anyone know, knew me, okay? 14-year-old Chet walks into a room. No one knows anything about me. All they know is that I'm Tom Hanks's son. Yeah, there's going to be immediate assumptions. Okay. The assumption, right, the number one assumption that people make is, I, number one, I must live the life of, like, Richie Rich. Spoiled rich kid. Spoiled rich brat. Number two, the, the assumption is, I think that I'm better than everyone in the room. That I feel that I that I truly think that I'm superior to every single person in that room. You're a 14-year-old kid with a target on his back before you right. even step in the room. Before right? I even step in the room. And the truth was that those both of those things couldn't have been farther from the truth. Mm. I wasn't spoiled. I was blessed. I was privileged, right? But I wasn't spoiled. There's a big difference. I was privileged because I, I got to go to I got, you know, I got to go to good schools. I got a great education. I had a loving family. I didn't have to, I didn't have to work. I had a, you know, I lived in an, I got to, you know, travel and do cool shit. Right. But I wasn't spoiled. It wasn't like, here's, here's your black card. Go run crazy, do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Here's a freaking, you know, Bentley for your 16th birthday. Okay. You know what I mean? None of that. None of that. What's the most expensive gift you ever got? Just so people know. Did you ever get like a brand new, uh, BMW M5, M3? No, when I, when I, when I turned 16, my first car was a, was a used uh, PT Cruiser, a 2002 <laughs> PT Cruiser. I remember the PT Cruiser. Okay. Yeah. Because, and I was thankful to have that car. But by the way, I assume this was, I was all done intentionally. Ha- I was thankful to have that car because otherwise I would have to ride the school bus. Hmm. Okay. So it wasn't like, I, I was stoked on the PT Cruiser. Can you show okay. what a PT Cruiser looks like? Because I know exactly what this <laughs> looks like. I like the PT Cruiser at the time. Killing the game. But, but, go, go, going back to it, when you're going through that, by the way, the, yeah, that's a PT Cruiser. What it color was, black. was it? It was black. It was black. It was black. At least, at least it wasn't purple. Yeah. <laughs> Killing the game, Chad. <laughs> but, but you know, when, you, when you're going through it, I, build I, character. I, I watched a couple things. So a couple movies was very interesting to watch. That while you're talking about this, it took me there. One is Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston, Rockstar. Do you remember the movie, uh, 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 have you seen the rock star between mm-hmm. the two of them? So mm-hmm. uh, he's just a regular guy. All of a sudden, boom, mm-hmm. he blows up. And, you know, the wives are in another, you know, uh, bus and they're on another bus. And what happens on that bus? Don't worry about it. You're a rock star's wife now. It's a different life. You have to understand what he's going to be doing. One day they wake up. You got 20 <laughs> people. You remember that one scene when they're waking? I was like, what the hell just happened last night? Babe, I don't know what happened last night. <laughs> but why are all these naked people laying around? Right? You don't know. 
what's going to happen in that world. And then Justin Bieber had this one song that came out a couple years ago. I know I just went from Mark Wahlberg to Justin Bieber. It was called Lonely. Have you see, put this one up? Twenty twenty one. He came out with this last year. I don't know if you've heard the words or it's not. It's a slow song, yeah. Of course. It, it, but but you, you you watch this, and Lonely is he's telling it's a kid mm-hmm. himself. If you go to images, forget about the words. Go to the images real quick. And I like what he does with this because it took me there. Zoom in. So that's himself when he's a young star coming up. Nobody knows what struggles he's going through. And everyone's just like, hey, okay, you're going to be up in 10 minutes. You ready? Go ahead. And then he goes and he sells the tickets. Money's being made. But they don't know. Like he's trying to say, I've been lonely this entire time, right? As a Justin Bieber, can't do shit right. If you go to the lyrics, there's something he says in a line about, I couldn't do shit right. Go back. Uh, uh, there's a line. I don't know. what. Uh, zoom in a little bit. Zoom in a little bit. Uh, nobody comes from everything because we're known. No one's listening. I'm so lonely. Everybody, uh, keep going down. Everybody uh, and everybody saw me sick. And if you don't know one who criticized me, things that uh, I did, an idiot kid, right? And he's just, he's explaining, look, man, I'm a kid. I screwed up, but this is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. In life, we get to pick who we marry. We get to pick our friends. Uh, we get to choose our career. We don't get to choose our parents, and we don't get to choose our kids. We don't. Those are two things we don't choose, which means God chose your parents for you, mm-hmm. and God chose you as a kid for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but, but a lot of times when you're a, a, a Tom Hanks, uh, the, this is why like in, in the documentary Captain, when Derek Jeter is speaking, the one person that's in documentary the entire time, you know who it is in the Captain documentary? So, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Captain documentary. Michael Jordan's in the documentary. And Michael Jordan says, around me, Derek can be comfortable and loose because we don't judge. And around Derek, we feel comfortable because we're ourselves. If you notice, a lot of goats hang with each other, right? Yeah. Tom Brady and David Beckham Tom, are like BFF. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so, but why do they? Because who else is going to understand, understand each other? myself? Right. So for you at that time, you know, when you, were you like friends with another goats, no. kids where somebody could under – was there like an older – Guy getting no. a hold of you, so you didn't have somebody like no. that's got to be tough. No, because that's. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah of course. That's got to be yeah. tough, bro. While you're going through, because every industry has somebody that's mentoring that guy that's going through it. Someone has to sit there with the preacher's kid and say, "Hey, I was also a preacher's kid. It's gonna get shitty for you. Here's what you're gonna deal with." It's like, oh my god, you understand my pain? Right. So that never happens. Exactly. To you. No, wow. Never. And. Yeah, like going back to what I was saying about people felt like I was superior. That I was. The truth was is that I felt massively inferior, right? I, I because I couldn't understand it because me walking into any room, you know what I'm saying? Back to fourteen year old Chet walks into a room. Well, after enough times of walking into a room and everyone fucking hates you, right? Or everyone, there's just this animosity towards you. You you can't even. You, you, it's just there, and you feel it, like, right? You feel it, right? It's just there. Well, eventually you start feeling like you don't have anything to compare it to. So you're not walking in. Oh, I see this person fucking hates me because of their own issues mm. that they're projecting. Right. Because of their own lack that they feel within themselves because they feel inferior. So they're projecting that onto me. Right. I don't you don't, you don't know that you don't have anything to compare that to. You just think, why the fuck is there must be something wrong with me would have all this negative attention towards me. No one likes me. I just want to be uh, someone's friend and, and everyone, you know, like has like has it out for me. Right. And you, I'm already, a, you know, I'm already a sensitive dude. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Right. So for a sensitive person, you know, 
You know, you know, like when 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 you walk in a room and you 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 know, or you walk by two people and they're like, <laughs> you can't tell if they looked at you or not. You think was that person talking about me? Were they were they making a joke about me? And you know, most people go, you know, for for, for sometimes people could say, you know, they they were, they weren't. Maybe they weren't. You know what I'm saying? A 50-50. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. I'm not going to trip about it. Well, in my case, usually they were, right? Like usually usually they were, right? So that so my paranoia of constantly feeling on edge was off was more often than not correct, right? It was correct. So that creates a whole nother beast because now I'm trusting like like just just this 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 like exponential like like awareness of like social micro interactions and and like resentment and negativity and and gossip or or, you know what I mean just I, I felt you know like I was behind fucking enemy lines I felt like anywhere I went I was in hostile fucking territory right and that that is kind of like the defining thing of kind of like what 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 shaped me and kind of created a a, a monster, you know. I, I created a whole another beast. What, was there no positivity? Because like there was positivity okay. in the people that I had known, like like that I had known since I was a little kid, right? Because I went to school and I grew up with the same kids from like preschool into uh, up until high school, right? So it's like. When you're when you, when you know the same kids from yeah. when you're four years old, they don't, don't give a shit. That's your boy since you're. You know what I'm saying so. I was always. I, I felt I would only feel comfortable with people that I felt like really solid and had like really solid relationships with, right? And those were like my brothers that were like. Are like, you still close with them? To some today? of them, some yeah. of them. Because yeah. you gotta have but, but, that, but more, that base. But, but more, yeah. I've always had a base of boys. You know what I'm saying? Like some, you know, as I've, you know, I've through the years, you know, some people, you know, like drift away. You know, you lose touch. Some people come in because you can always. As I got older, I have realized, you know, you can you can tell when somebody's genuine. You know what I'm saying? I, I can always tell when when I when when somebody's genuine, they don't give a shit. I can spot that shit a mile away. People are really like, you don't understand. You know, people are always fucking. They don't want. They don't want to. They don't really have it like out for your best. I'm like I know, I yeah. can spot that shit a mile away. Your bullshit away. Can, meter must yeah. be like this. You know what I'm saying? I can like yeah. I'm like a fucking shark. I can smell the blood <laughs> like from fucking three miles away. I can tell when somebody's like so, and I can also tell when somebody is genuine, right? So it's like I'm very like good with that. You know what I'm saying? But your spidey senses. Yeah, yeah. I, how do you exactly. tell them apart? You said you said a lot of guys want to uh, get close to you because they're trying to get close to your dad. You know the difference between somebody that wants to get close to you because they want to have a relationship with you versus some people want to get close to you because they want to, you know, get closer to your pops. How do you know the difference between the two? Man, it's kind of just, uh, it's kind of just like a, a sixth sense. It's hard to put in words. It's hard to put in words. There's red flags. Um, but I can't, it's hard to describe. It's a really good question. I mean, anytime it's like, When, when someone's like talking to me and then they're like, they say, if anytime anyone's saying like, if they just bring them up like, yeah, you should tell your dad that I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go tell my dad, like he doesn't know you. Why the fuck would he care about, he, why the fuck would he care about that anecdote from you? You know what I'm saying? Okay. You just revealed yourself. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, but but that shit is like basic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never even that person would have never even fooled me in the first place. Do you know what I'm saying? It would have never even gotten that far for me to be like duped. Like, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? I, it's just a sixth sense. I can smell it. I can smell it on them. And, and you know, it it uh, it's very and it common. happens with and, and of course, like with women, it's different because you know, uh, <laughs> women probably are more interested in you than your dad. I mean, well, they, I mean, but still, like even when I was growing up in high school and shit, I could like sometimes you know, like I was like 16 and there's like this like soup smoking hot like 20 year old. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a little nerdy kid, but she's all interested in me. Okay, I wasn't a dipshit. I was like, okay, yeah, she's interested in me because of this, but fuck it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is something I'm cool with. Here we go, chat. <laughs> yeah, there is a difference between a dude being like, "Hey, bro, get an idea for you." You're like, "Yeah, yeah I'm good on that, dog." Right? Yeah. Some hot chick, especially in your yeah. 20s you know, and 30s, not, you're not a you're not a dork anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't like you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Yeah. But but you, but you know you know it's crazy. This whole thing about like, you know, the first impression when somebody sees him, you know, hey, this is a spoiled kid. He's this. He's that. He's this. Okay. There, there's, a, there's a part of that that has credence because the, even though we shouldn't judge, everybody judges. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember a friend of mine, Fernando Lasso. And, uh, this the singer. Is, yeah, the singer. The famous <laughs> singer from Ecuador. Which, by the way, he's coming down to visit uh, uh, Florida. Sick. So first time I get a job at Hollywood uh, Ballys. Back then I was in shape. And I was like, this was, I wanted to be, a, it was my life. Just got out of the army. I walk in, he sees me, he says, well, this guy just looks like a fuck. He just looks like somebody that's arrogant, that's this, that's that. I'm going to have a hard time working with you. We became best friends. The guy was one of my groomsmen at my wedding. Some, some, some people are going to have that look, and they're going to say, you look like somebody that would be like that. Of course. And the next thing you know, I like this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you know, in, in regards to, like, even James Corden. You saw what happened with James Corden recently. Did you hear about that or no? He's going to this one restaurant. Did you see how the Baltazar? No. Did you see this or no? Can you put this up so people can see it? <laughs> so uh, James, uh, James Corden goes <laughs> yeah, to this restaurant. <laughs> James Corden goes to this restaurant and... Thank you. Yeah, you got it. James Corden goes to this restaurant and he starts chewing out the, act- the waitress and a waiter twice. So the owner of the restaurant, you didn't hear about this. No. Uh-uh. Post the Instagram post of what the owner said. Put that up and let's read that first, the first one, before he goes to the second one. It's classic. This is why sometimes stars get a bad reputation because of stories like this that gets revealed. And people finally say, you know what, I just, I don't want to deal with this Hollywood star. He's a headache. I, got pulled, I pulled him over one time. He was so rude to me as a cop. You can't find it. Oh, my God. You got to find to see it. Okay, they, right there. Right there. Is, uh, click on that one. And then go to the first one he posted because it's a couple of them. That's the owner of the restaurant. Keep going down. Let's just see if he removed it or not. Okay, first one right there. Click on that. Zoom in. Did this uh, sermon restaurant? Okay, okay, he removed it. Yeah, he has another one. Anyway, so he says to him, um, let me find it here. You have to see this one. James Corden, restaurant owner. So James Corden's in trouble right now? Oh, my. But you should have seen what happens to the point where. No, he's not in big trouble at all. There's there's nothing about it that is. uh, 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 Here you go. I just found it. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you, and I'm going to read it. So he goes to this restaurant. And he's having dinner, and it's a very, very famous restaurant in New York, okay? 
So the owner comes out and he posts. He says, James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my Baltazar services since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I don't often 66 a customer, but today I'd 66 Corden. It did not make me laugh. Here are two examples of the funny man treatment of my staff. Manager report number one. In June, James Corden was here on table 61. He's been very detailed. Although this diabolical... Uh, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. After eating his main course, Corden showed the hair to Baltazar manager G, who was very apologetic. Corden was extremely nasty to G and said, get us another round of drinks this second. And also, take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I write any nasty reviews to Yelp or anything like that. He says, manager's report number two. James Corden was at Baltazar with his wife on October 9th for brunch. He asked for a table outside. Brunch, uh... Maitre D. Allie Walters took the party to table 301. Mr. Corden's wife ordered a, an egg yolk omelet with uh, cheese and a salad. A few minutes later, they received the food. James called their server and told uh, her that there was a little bit of egg uh, white mixed with egg yolk and informed the floor manager the kitchen remade the dish, but unfortunately sent it to home fries instead of uh, send it with home fries instead of salad. That's when James Corden began yelling like crazy to the server, you don't do your job. You don't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. And then MK, the waitress, was very apologetic and brought Corden over the table. Uh, uh, he returned the dish, and after that, everything was fine. He gave them promo champagne glass to smooth things out, and Corden was pleasant to him but nasty to the server who was shaken by it, but professional that she admitted she decided to continue. Anyways, so the owner posts this, who owns this restaurant. Yeah. Two days later, he posts another one. And he gets a call from Corden. And Corden calls him, very apologetic. He says, I have to post this now. He called. He was very apologetic. He was sincere about it. And I have decided to remove and uh, his suspension, and he can come back to the restaurant. <laughs> and apparently yesterday, Corden, on his late show, addressed this in a very interesting way. He addressed this yesterday. So th- th- there's a reason why sometimes New York restaurant feels very, really sorry for James, James Corden after exposing him. Uh, and now he's feeling sorry about it because everyone's talking about this. But you hear these types of stories. How Hollywood stars sometimes go places and they feel like they're entitled. That's the biggest thing, the feeling entitlement. So apparently uh, with you, and by the way, that whole story you were talking about how you would go places and people were looking and one day you're like, screw it. I'm going to be this person when he came out of the camp. It's almost like Kobe Bryant when he was being judged constantly. And I'm not making a comparison to the late Kobe Bryant. In basketball, it's the mindset. If you think I'm evil, I'm going to be evil. If you think I am this bad guy, guess what? I'm going to play this role, and I'm going to play it naturally. I'm going to give it to you, Black Mamba. So psychologically, it almost forces you to play that card. It's very hard uh, to you know want to play a different role than you kind of also almost want to retaliate because you're being judged for no reason. I can see that happening. Yeah, exactly. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. So... Going back to the beginning when we started talking about this stuff, uh, you went right into the politics. You talked about Biden. You think things are really good right now. You think things are really okay right now with what's going on with politics. Uh, are you saying that same? What, what do you mean? When, when you were talking about how California uh, uh, is a mess. I think it's a mess, yeah. Yeah, you said yeah. California is a mess, homelessness, drugs. Yeah. You see syringes everywhere. I've, it's a, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and then I said to you, I said, you, Biden got 81 million votes, and you're like, you, you're thinking it's good? Tell me what part of the economy is good. Well, I mean, I think back then, too, I mean, it was you know, like 2020 hindsight, right? Because that was before 
um, I mean, it was still, COVID was still happening, but it wasn't like in full swing, right? Um, the vaccine hadn't come out yet. There was no vaccine controversy, right? It was just all the crazy shit Trump was saying, which I, you know, I, I, which I still disagree with. You know, I think he, I think he could have been a, a much better president if he had just been a little bit more kind or courteous, like in how he phrased things and not being and not being so divisive. But I also kind of look back on it and and see how you know the media also had a big part to play in that and just stirring up the pot constantly. You know, so just looking back on on things. But like I said, twenty twenty hindsight, but. It's just unfortunate. I think the whole thing is unfortunate. I think our entire political climate is unfortunate. Like, I think it's unfortunate that people have to choose between two extremes. I think that most people, at least most people most people I know, feel the same way I do. Everything I just said, they agree with me, right? Most people I know, most people I talk to on the street, complete strangers, agree with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But why aren't, why, why aren't we allowed to say this? I'm not allowed to say this? Well, fuck it. I'm going to say it anyway. Right? Why aren't why aren't we allowed to say this? It's an opinion. Yeah, I think opinions. Obviously, everyone can have that. However, you know, because I, just just from me voicing an opinion, yeah. a complete and, and like I said, I'm fucking moderate, dude. Right? I'm moderate. I'm a moderate, rational person. But just from me saying anything that doesn't fit into the fucking left, like the, the everything that they encapsulate, I'm just, this this just me having this rational conversation. Mm-hmm. Is 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 like an extreme in this point, right? Like this can be viewed. Just me having the audacity to say the fucking truth is like is labeled as an extreme opinion. What's extreme about it? What's extreme about saying, "Wow, L.A. has gone to shit." Look at all these other cities. The same thing, you know. It's not just L.A. L.A. has gone to shit. There's they're allowing open hardcore drug usage on the streets, tent cities to build up. They're forcing people to get vaccines. There's they're pushing an agenda of fucking fear. Let's make everybody as fucking afraid as possible. Meanwhile, they're forcing people to wear masks. Okay. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom's at the fucking Rams game. He's got he doesn't have a fucking mask on. Then the picture, this is on like fucking what, a year of this mask mandate? He's all chilling with no mask on. Then when that picture started to catch heat, then okay, they lift the masks. Convenient, right? Because you got caught being a fucking hypocrite, forcing all these people to wear fucking masks for over a year. And you don't, you don't even fucking believe it yourself, right? Because you're at the fucking Rams game without a mask on. Then once the heat gets on, okay, oh, now it's safe to wear masks. Yeah, okay, right? The tents, the, the homelessness everywhere. I feel bad for those people, okay? I have sympathy. My heart goes out to those people. But at what point does, is, does the city just go, hey, you got to get this shit out of here. Take the, you you got to move these tents somewhere else. If you don't, you, we're giving you this much time to get your shit and leave. If you don't, we're going to bulldoze it. If you had to go back, would you change your vote or you'd still vote for Biden? I've never voted before in my life. You've never voted before? I've never voted. Why is this, You don't think you have impact as one person or why, why haven't you? I can't see in the family. A little bit of both. You don't think your vote has. I mean, I, I know that's like not, not cool. You know, 
It's not cool. It's a privilege to vote. People die for our right to vote. I've just never voted. But also I, in I've California, never, I, your never, vote's almost irrelevant. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've never cared enough to actually fucking register and go down the polls. and do all I've never voted. You know, I also just fucking hate politics, which is funny because it doesn't seem like it right now. Yeah, exactly. It? You're very right? outspoken. But chat, <laughs> right? but I, I fucking let, let hate me, politics. Let me push back a little bit, brother, because you're very outspoken. You have very hardcore beliefs. You're not shy at all. Doesn't, you know, voting kind of gives you the right to be vocal. If you don't vote, that's that's your right to be yeah, vocal. I'm not proud of that. How do you, how, how do you grapple fact, with that? I'm, yeah. I'm not proud of the fact that I've never voted. Maybe I will vote this next time. But that's the truth. I haven't. I've never voted for anybody in my life for anything. I just got my opinions. I just have my <laughs> voice. Yeah. But I feel like your voice is more important than the vote. I feel like if more people started using their fucking voice, then, uh, you know, we might not be so respected. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that, bro, because if everyone just talked shit but didn't vote, then then we wouldn't have an election. Yeah, I see. I see your point. <laughs> I see your point. I mean, I, I, ideally, you should use your voice and vote. Yeah, I right? agree. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have strong opinions like the ones you do. Especially if uh, yeah. if you're saying, which, because what you just said is not very popular in the state you're in. Uh, and by the way, what's keeping you in California? Why are you still staying in California? It's my home. It's my home. I'm not going anywhere else. It's my home. What needs to happen there for you to leave? Nothing? Fuck. I mean, I'm from Iran, bro, and that's my home. But I'm in U.S. right now. So, you know, I, I, can, I can see a lot of people who are immigrants in U.S. who were born elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever leave. I love, the, I, I love L.A. I love L.A. I love, I, I, but when you see what Garcetti and Newsom are doing, there must be some point where you're like, all right, homeless everywhere. Mandates everywhere, just shit on the streets. Yeah. This is getting annoying. Yeah. Wokeism. Yeah. At some point, you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, if someone does this, like, you always do this, like, do this, do this. At some point, you're going to spaz out and freak yeah. out. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. There must be a tipping point at some point. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just hoping that shit gets better. You Maybe know? if you voted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, that's valid. That's valid. You know what I'm saying? I, I you're like, I, you're checking me a little bit. No, like, just, no. yeah, but, but you're right, honestly, right? Because I, it's a privilege to fucking vote, and I've never, and I've never utilized it. So, I appreciate that. Here's what's gonna happen when you vote, whether you vote left or right. You're gonna walk in the booth, and other than you know, president, vice president, governor, there's gonna be all the props and shit. Yeah, dude. Good luck reading that. Good yeah. luck understanding that. <laughs> a pretty educated, yeah. well versed person. Yeah. And I struggle understanding these yeah. <laughs> voting amendments, whatever they are, yeah. propositions, struggle. Yeah. So if you're the average person, and the way that they word these bills and amendments and propositions, you don't know what the hell you're walking into. Yeah. So imagine you're the average person. You're just checking left, right, up, down. Now you're voting for justices and yeah. Congress people you've never heard of and Director yeah. of Agriculture, you're just checking <laughs> fucking boxes. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, I never had any intention of of speaking on anything politically coming up here today. But that's how, <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> Out of nowhere, right off the bat. Yeah, I had no intention. Of, uh, I, I try to avoid politics, but, you know, if it, if it happens naturally, then... Uh, mm -hmm. The older I'm you get, the more it matters. The older, especially, yeah. you, got, you got a daughter. I mean, you, you, got, you, got, a, you got a family now, so... Yeah. The way you vote impacts. Uh, is there anybody in mind you have that if they ran in 2024, they would earn your vote? I have no idea. You're not following any of it? I'm not, I'm not following anything. None of okay. it. Really? Okay. So did you see what happened? I with just go off what I see. You know what I'm saying? I just go off of what I see and I, I call a spade a spade. 
Uh-huh. Can yeah. I ask you a question, guys? I don't. You're you're a hip hop guy, yeah? Sure. I mean, you had a hit hit song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. L.A. You're seeing what's going on with Kanye these days. Okay, the guys talking about you know having opinions. Sometimes extreme opinions have extreme consequences. You see what's happening with Kanye. Adidas just dropped him. This is after you saw the sign on the 404 on the highway basically saying, we stand with Kanye. You know, 404 or 405. 405, it's I apologize. Different freeway 404. My bad. Yeah, 405. Okay. You know, Kanye is right about the Jews, these anti-Semitism things. He said he's going to go DEFCON 3 on Jews. I mean, you're talking about Kanye here who basically, look, I boil it down to music, business, and life. So if you factor in music as someone who understands hip-hop and has had done music... Like, his music, in my opinion, he was on GOAT status. His music has gone downhill over the last five years or so since graduation and all that good stuff. Donda album and Life of Pablo, not exactly lighting up the charts as previous um, albums. Or removed from Coachella, removed from Rolling Loud, CAA dropped him, Def Jam dropped him. Now Adidas is dropping him. He uh, doesn't no longer work with The Gap. Vogue, Balenciaga, the list goes on and on. And then you couple that with the fact that, you know, everything that happened with Kim, his kids, you know, his mom passed away, depression, bipolar. Like, all he has left is at the seams is he bought Parlor and he's doubling down on White Lives Matter and doubling down on MAGA. It just seems like he's fucking losing it. I'm not sure if this is a cry for help. I'm not sure if this is like, he's just like burning all bridges. Like, it just seems he's going down the tubes, in my opinion. And this is someone that I had the utmost respect for years ago, but he's losing it, and he's doubling down on anti-Semitism in Hollywood. Anyway, I'm just teeing this up for a conversation. As someone who's white, your 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 wife is, or your ex is black. Uh, I'm, no. I'm not married. No, your ex, you have a black, half black, half white, just like him. You're in hip-hop. Point is, you're in L.A. You're in, you're around this culture. You must have some opinions on what Kanye's got going on right now. I honestly haven't been paying attention to it. At all? No. No. I mean, no. I mean, it seems like there's always something going on with him. So it's like, what's, what else is doing? You're just yeah. tuning it out. Can you zoom in into that other article you went into? Go into the other article. So so zoom into that. I want to see what it's saying on the bottom of it. Is that CNN? Yeah. Zoom in right there what it says under the picture to see how they're describing that picture right there. Zoom in a little bit more. A photograph shared on Verified the Campaign Twitter account of L.A. Mayor Candidate Kevin Bass shows a group of demonstrators with ban- banners showing support for rapper Kanye West recently anti-Semitic remarks on a L.A. freeway overpass Saturday. CNN has blurred a portion of the image that included a reference to a website with anti-Semitic content. So what is the reference of the way they're having their hands being held? Are they, are they waving at the cars no. going by or are they saying... Those are neo-Nazis, Pat. These are neo-Nazis giving They're the Sikh Are like you that. being serious? What do you mean? No, 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 no. But are you being serious that you believe that? Yes. You're, so you're being serious to believe... Oh. What are these guys doing? Do you think they're waving at cars in that oh picture? God, you are... Those pro- are... You're just as much part of the it. problem. That, you're just tell me as, what that means. I, listen, 
Do you understand how easy it is for me to pay a hundred bucks to each of these people to go stand there and put their hands up and I give you a hundred bucks? Do that for 30 seconds. Let me just get the picture. Go home. Are you saying that's what's happening? All I'm saying to you is you can't be that naive and not be skeptical to think that during election time, anything's being used to divide the hell out of America. That's a different story. No, it's not a different story. You're saying this is a political prop? All I'm saying to you is this image, what this does is it, it creates emotion. Okay, which is what it just did to you. And it's meant to do that, so it won. Now, you can't sit there and say, I don't really know if these people are actors or they're real. Who the fuck would take that acting job? Who the fuck wouldn't take $100 right now? $100 to go pretend you're a neo-Nazi? Do you know what you can get for $100 nowadays? Stop it, Pat. Wait, do you you have to understand this. If you fully believe... That they're standing there doing this, defending Kanye, a black man. Neo-Nazis are defending. Do you realize how dumb that is to even believe that? That has okay? nothing to do with Kanye. But it, it has the fact that he is supporting anti-Semitism. No, it's not Which that. is what but, these but, people what they, stand for. If it, so answer, Neo-Nazis would support a Kanye's philosophy? Okay, If you it's have anti-Judaism... To, and it's anti-Zionist. You, I'm not. I'm and not it's here. Pro hate. I'm not here. That's to, exactly what I'm saying. I'm not defending Kanye. I'm not defending the opposition. All I'm saying to you is, pictures produce emotions, and these people in politics are brilliant. If they want to defame anybody, there are so many creative ways to do it. This is one of them that produces emotion out of someone like you, and then you have to go out there and say Kanye has lost his mind and he's doing X Y Z. That's what the position has to be. Pat, what? There's two separate things that are going on here. Yeah. There's whatever Kanye's doing. Yeah. Whatever he's doing. Sure. Anti-Semitism, okay. DEFCON sure. 3, talking shit. Adidas will not cancel me. Adidas will not cancel That's me. That's a different discussion can, exactly. we'll get into here in a minute. This is my point. Sure. These are two nuanced okay. discussions. Yeah. Adidas will not cancel me. I can say anything I want. Well, turns out Adidas just did cancel you, homie. Turns out what you're saying does have repercussions. What does that have to do with this picture? Don't change subject. Stay on this picture here. I said specifically, I'm going to make two points. Give it to me. That was point one. Okay. Point two, people have eyeballs. People have eardrums. They're seeing what Kanye's saying. Yeah. These fucking scumbag neo-Nazis, I don't believe they're political pawns. I actually believe they didn't get paid $100 to go do a Sikh Heil. I actually think they're taking a message and amplifying it and showing up in L.A. You're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. Yeah, you know why you're part of the problem? Please tell me why. You want me to really tell you why you're part of the problem? Okay, what the, what what is the whole premise behind innocent before proven guilty, right? Okay, versus guilty until proven innocent. Okay. Okay. You know how many Let's ti- see more images. You of know this. how many times you ever seen these pictures that show media's manipulation showing someone getting stabbed and then you open up the picture and you're like, "Oh shit. I didn't see this." How many times an angle of a picture like this looks like they're flipping them off and they turn it around they're like this. Do you know how many ways there is? To, pr- to pr- produce emotion out of people like you to say what you just said. And everyone's going to sit there and say, oh, my God, I can't believe that's what happened. And I freaking hate Kanye. You know, this guy's a this. Relax, guys. Relax. You don't have all the intel. I don't have all the intel. This could be right, but it also could be wrong. For me to say 100% this is wrong or 100% this is right, I am naive. I refuse to be naive and manipulated by the same damn media that divided America over the last six years. And now their ratings suck because people figure their shit out. That's what I'm not willing to do. See, okay. Yeah, I, I think you're like bringing up a really good point because this is my take, right? Is that like somebody could come in here right now 
and say, "Hey, Chet, your family uh, drinks Adrenochrome. You, you do, you do all, you do this, that, and the third. You, you guys are. You call me every name and book. Yeah. They could say the most fucking vile shit to me imaginable, right? And and I could go, okay, that's your opinion, right? I don't need to go." rally and create an entire campaign to like ruin this fucking person who I don't give a fuck about. These guys are be- pros be- be- because they, he, he stated an opinion, yeah. right? Like, like uh fucking uh, Andrew Tate, right? Okay. You, you, you asked me, how do you feel about Andrew Tate? Right? Well, if I say I like Andrew Tate, then I get classified as like a misogynist. If I say I don't like Andrew Tate, then then I, I'm completely denying all the intelligent things that that man has to say. Here's the fact, okay? Do I agree with every single thing that he says? Does he have some hot takes? Yeah, he's got some hot takes, okay? Do I? Do, but but here's what people don't understand: is that like if you want to make an impact, you have to be polarizing. Right, that's the reason why he he achieved so much success because he was polarizing, right? That's why he even his message is even a part of you know the 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 public sphere is because he's polarizing. You have to shake people up a little bit, right? But I don't. No matter what he says, I I don't. I'm not taking it personally, right? I I I can I can. How hard is it to allow a person? to speak their mind about anything and 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 not want to then like just go like completely start an entire like like blackball it's like the Salem witch trials to anybody can say anything and I'm not going to fucking crucify them for stating their opinion I, even if I don't agree with it right like what what happened to this what what, what happened to this this quality of allowing someone to just say say an opinion or anything that's on their mind, with then having to crucify them if you disagree with them. Do you know what I'm saying? I know fully what you're saying, and I and I'm fully with it. All I'm saying is, to folks out there, is don't be naive to jump to conclusion and what these guys do. Listen, if there's anybody right now, Adam, <clears throat> tell me tell me who. Uh, and this goes to everybody. When it goes to Kanye West, we're gonna go back to Kanye West here in a minute. Tell me who has high credibility right now, low credibility right now. Who's trusted today? So let's go through. I'll ask the question. Give me a score for them from zero to zero to ten. Hang on, okay. I'm going to ask you the question. You give me the answer sure. from zero to ten. Um, pastors, zero to ten. Pastors. Let me change the word. Priests, not pastors. Not, or low. not as high as they could have been be. or should have been. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. How about? Uh, um, I don't know, uh, college football coaches, do they make positive impacts or negative impacts on kids' lives? For the most part, positive. Okay, cool. How about military generals? Positive. Positive. How about uh, politicians? Very negative. Very negative. Okay. How about the media? Not trustworthy. How about billionaires? In reality, trustworthy. According to Wouldn't, a lot of people, untrustworthy. Got it. So, But in reality, they're creating jobs... Okay. I agree. How about social media, virtual governments? Good, bad, positive, negative, all the above at once. Okay. How about universities, colleges, our current educational system? Uh, 
has skewed way too far left. Out of everything I just said to you, which one of those has the least credibility today? Politicians. And then? Uh, I would put one before politicians. I would put one before politicians. You know who it is? Virtual you know, government? No, it's media. Media? Okay. I would put media doesn't have credibility today. Okay. Absolutely. So for me, agree. for me to sit there and see every, by the way, I just sent you a couple different things. I want you to see this. So here's what I want you to look at. Okay. Here's what I want you to look at. I'm going to send you these pictures and I'm going to do an airdrop and, uh, 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 Tyler, if you can pull these up. Okay. That's one of them. Perfect. That's exactly one of them I was sending to you zoom in a little bit so people can see it from this angle. looks like he's flip, flipping them off from the other angle. looks like what? So guess which one's going to get more eyeballs. Why would I use the picture on the right? Use the picture on the left. Mm -hmm. People are going to look at that article more. Okay, go to the next one I just sent you. Okay, go to the next one I just sent you. Okay? Go to the next one I just sent you. The, the, the image I just sent you. Look at this one here. Can you make it? Uh, are you getting it or should I just text it to you? Tyler, did you get it or no? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Yeah. I would like to see how the media, back to the neo-Nazi thing in LA, I'd like to, if you're right, I will I, gladly on air say but, that but I was wrong. Define right, I, though. No, no, but define right. When I say if I'm right, what is right? Okay. What am I saying to be right? What was my point of being right? You're saying that possibly the media manipulated this story of neo-Nazi. I'm right. Uh, you're 100% right? I'm 100% right that possibly... They could use that. But, but you're also 100% wrong, potentially. No, no. Like I'm, maybe they were no, actually neo-Nazis. No, you're 100% Nazi wrong. You're 100% wrong. Because you're saying definitely that's neo-Nazis. You're 100% wrong. What I'm saying is no. this could possibly be wrong. And we have to understand. Look at this here, the TV. You look at that image right there. It looks like a guy stabbing another guy. But you look at the picture, it doesn't look like a guy stabbing. The other guy stabbing this guy. We 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 cannot be this naive today, man. So so when will we find out the truth, then? Dude, some shit takes thirty years to find out. What are you talking? Russia took three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Iran, what happened with Iran? Took us thirty years for CIA to come out with movies to tell us what really happened with U.S.'s involvement in Kissinger, Carter, all. That. It took us thirty years to figure some of this stuff out. Yeah, but this is a little more black and it's, white. But it's, it's not more the point nuanced. because they, these are professionals. You have to understand when you're going up against professionals, you're an amateur compared to mainstream media. Mm. These guys wake up in the morning <laughs> saying, how the hell can I get you to get pissed off and produce emotions? That's their job. Yeah. That's what they do. By the way, rappers, hip-hop artists, what song produced emotions? Well, give me one hip-hop song that produced such emotion that we played it when we were working out in the 90s. What was the song? Hit him up. Hit him up. Produced emotion. Yeah. Mm. Tupac knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. It produced emotions. We're like, hell yeah. Okay, what other song by Bone Thugs and Harmony produce emotions? We're Cross not road. against rap. <laughs> we're not against rappers, but we are against those thugs, 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 thugs. And we're thugs. like, oh my God, this is sick. That pretty good. You wanted to work out mm -hmm. through that album, Mo Murder and all these guys, right? It, you, you have to know these are professionals. Mm. They're professionals. And we can't constantly see stuff. So now let's go back to Kanye. Can you go back to that article with, uh, with uh, Adidas? Do you know how much, how much Adidas lost yesterday for dropping them? Does anybody know how much they 200 lost? 200 million? 5% of, uh, uh, 5% was a drop-off. So zoom in a little bit. Let's read some of this data that we have here. Adidas terminates partnership with Yi. Kanye, following rappers' anti-Semitic remarks, the German sportswear giant had faced pressure from public and its own employees to cut ties. 
Adidas said that they would uh, have a short-term negative impact of 250 million euros on net income in 2022 due to high lease seasonability in the fourth quarters. Talent agency CAA confirmed it has dropped Kanye as a client Monday, and he was let go by. Uh, 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 what's that one? I can't see it. Can you zoom yeah, in? CAA. CIA. Uh, CAA. CAA last week. Okay, so stock. That's right. creative artists agency. It's one of the biggest is? ones. Damn WMA. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like a couple of those guys up there. Yeah. All right, so guess what? Adidas supported Colin Kaepernick. Stock went up. I'm sorry, no, Nike, Nike supported did. Colin Kaepernick. Stock went up the next day. Adidas drops Kanye. Stock goes down. Uh, we can still see Adidas being right for the decision they made for dropping Kanye and his positions. The part with Kanye that he kept doing, uh, you know, there's a phrase uh, uh, I use when I say, you know, saint status. Saint status is like he, when he was talking to saying certain things and he was talking about politics in California. All I thought about is, does this affect his dad's career? And I said, not really, because he's in saint status. It's Tom Hanks. Like, hey, listen, man, we can, Tom Hanks is in a movie. Guess what you and I are doing on Friday night? We're watching Tom Hanks, period. You, you got to line up with what? We got uh, Saving Private Ryan, one of the most emotional movies of my life because I joined the Army Hunter and Friends, and they said there's a movie coming out. You're going to be the first to see it before the world sees it. We sat there. We cried like a little freaking baby at the end saying, did I make my life count? And his wife's looking at him saying, it's okay, babe. You were in tears. These guys are going to save this guy's life, pri- Saving Private Ryan? Because what? Because he's the only one that's left to continue. You got uh, uh, all these other movies that Forrest he did, right? Gump, Forrest Big, Gump, Toy can, Story, Catch right. Me If You Can, Saving Private Ryan, Sleepy Seattle, League of Their Own. He's uncancelable. He is, he is. He's not freaking Tom Hanks, just, this guy. I, but, but no, but he is in that status of GOAT status. This is, I watched Black Adam for this music. weekend. For, for music. music. He is. I watched Black Adam this weekend. With The Rock? Guess what song is in Black Adam? What song? Kanye's song. I think it's called Power. Or Power. Something. Yeah. Well, the, the Facebook song or the it's uh, social in network the song. the movie. Talk about timing. You come out with that movie. In a way, you're kind of supporting his song. At a time like this, Black Adam just came out this weekend, and the main song, one of the main songs in the movie is his. This guy's one of the greatest artists we ever had, but he thinks they can't touch him. He's untouchable. Well, uh, unfortunately, they're going to keep doing this to him. A conversation that we continually have here is how do you remove the art from the artist, right? Whether that's R. Kelly, whether it's Michael Jackson, whether it's freaking Kanye now. You, you, you can't compare those three, put them in the same category. This guy didn't. A lot that. of people would put him in that hip-hop no, category. Oh in Of talent or? or in hip-hop. Kanye is on Goat Mountain. Oh, not, not with what they did with their personal lives. I'm just saying art and artistry. I'm just saying separating right. the two. Whether it's what whatever the issue is, no, no, whether it's Picasso, whether it's Michael Jackson, whatever Michael the Jackson and se- Kelly's issues are different than Kanye's issues, bro. You can't put those. He would be offended if you compared those three t- t- together. Well, the point is, like, I'm separating the musical talent right from the personal life of the person, right. which seems to be in a downward spiral. Not Michael Jackson or Kelly status, buddy. It's like it's like you trying to compare some father uh, uh, TV dads with. Bill Cosby. No. Bill Cosby was a mess. So you, the, the personal, what Bill Cosby did is a different story of what he was being accused for. This guy's just being accused for saying words that are offensive. Not what R. Kelly did. Not what Michael Jackson's being accused of. He, parents would come over and the kids would go upstairs saying he's going to play with them and the parents are downstairs eating food and hanging out. That's kind of weird. Fair, fair, yeah. fair point. I'm just, I'm just saying... Musically gifted, 
As Absolutely. a person, it seems like he is in a goddamn free fall. Well, this is like what I was kind of trying to touch on earlier, right? Like, I, I really don't know what Kanye said or didn't say, so I, I can't really speak on it. Obviously, anti-Semitism is terrible. Obviously, everybody should love everybody. Obviously, like gross generaliz- generalizations on any group of people is, a, is, a, is the epitome of ignorance. But I don't know what Kanye said. I also know that the media, you could, you could say, you know, it, it's a nice breeze today. And, and the media will somehow skew it as saying you're in the middle of a fucking hurricane. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is what you're saying. Because I've experienced that myself, right? Like when, when I did the Jamaican accent, mm-hmm. right? You, I, I, okay, nobody, like I was the one on my phone like reading the comments, okay? What I noticed when that happened is that it was an outpouring of of love, like pure love from Jamaicans, mm-hmm. okay? I Like, it, it was incredible. Like, Jamaicans, people were commenting, messaging me, in patois, you know, giving me so much love and respect because they knew that I was showing love to their culture, Right, it was an outpouring of love and support from actual Jamaicans. Meanwhile, that ha- that it was on CNN. It was on CNN that I did the Jamaican accent, and they labeled me as as mocking Jamaican culture and, and being a cultural appropriator. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's completely. It, it, I've I've noticed personally, and I've been personally offended by the way the media can can, can attack people. And 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 make a, a fucking you know a, a mockery of the truth, right? So I, I've I've seen that firsthand, mm-hmm. right? And I, I and I take it and I took it personally. I took it personally because I said that's not fucking true. Jamaicans, people from Jamaica, are giving me the most love, and you're and you're talking about all these social justice warriors that are labeling me a villain for doing the accent. So like. What's the fucking? There's a huge bridge here mm-hmm. between the truth and what the media is portraying. That's a fact, all right. So I think that's what you were, what you were, what you were speaking on, Patrick, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to a point where. Uh, so first of all, um, <clears throat> it, it, the the comment he made is the following comment. Okay, Kanye West says he'll go death country on Jews, and now remove tweet. Zoom in. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going Death Con 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jews also. Uh, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone whoever opposes your agenda. Okay, first of all, when you're saying I'm a bit sleepy tonight, you should have just slept instead of just tweeting that comment out. Having said that, uh, you know, you know, Elon Musk called him and they had a conversation together. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Type in Elon Musk called Kanye West mm-hmm. and he told him, hey, you may want to kind of, you know, in other words, just chill on what you're saying here. Here we go. Zoom in so we can read this one here. Elon Musk says he spoke to Kanye West about anti-Semitic tweet. Go a little lower. So Elon Musk revealed on Twitter Monday night. Okay, actually, let's read his tweet. Okay. Uh, uh, welcome back to Twitter, my friend. Talk to ye today and express my concern about his recent tweet, which I think he took to heart. Okay, cool. There you have it. Hey, you said something bad. Let's talk to you. Don't say that again, man. You're offending people. What is that all about? What were you thinking when you tweeted that out? And then you move on. This will not be the last time a human being said something dumb. And we will also say things dumb. Mm-hmm. And when you say something dumb, you're going to want to hope people remember how forget how 
uh, a forgiving you were to not put the standards of walking on water because then you're going to want some people to say, hey, like you remember when Cuomo was getting canceled and Andrew Cuomo was getting canceled and everybody was coming after him and he was bashing Trump for what he did and then stories came about Andrew Cuomo and you're like, oh man, you acted like a saint until now the stories are being talked about you and now you made Trump look like the idiot, and now you're the one that's actually being canceled and fired as a governor where you have to resign because of what you did. Dude, you may want to judge a little bit less. Mm-hmm. We're in a society where we jump to conclusion. We want to judge everybody we hate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I'm not a LeBron James fan, period. I don't like his policies. But I have to tell you, I have to understand that this guy was raised without a father to make it where he's at today where his kids love him, his sons admire him, and they want to be like him when they grow up. And he named his kid LeBron, and his son decided to change his name to Bronny, and he was okay with that, and they're still best friends. I don't like this guy's politics, but man, you got to respect this guy as a father. So we have to sit there and say, dude, I don't agree with you, but I don't want to judge you. I don't want to, right. because if I'm judging you, I'm expecting myself to be perfect, right. and I'm exactly. God, and you're exactly. not. And, so that, that, that was my point, is that what's so hard about, about refraining from judging a person just because of an opinion that they share? It's like taking every single opinion that someone says as like a personal attack. This is like the normal now. Every single person is walking around on any public figure that they don't even fucking know on anything that comes out of their mouth. They take it personally. This is a personal attack on me and I have a right to be offended and I have a right to join the crusade to fucking cancel you. Right. Whereas you could just not give a fuck. What's so hard about not giving a fuck? What's so hard about saying I don't fucking know that person so I can't judge them. Mm -hmm. I haven't met them. I haven't fucking shook their hand. I haven't looked them in the eye before. I don't know who they are. All I know is about a fucking word that came, uh, some words that came out of their mouth. That's not enough criteria for me to make a judgment on this person as a, as a fucking person, right? This is my opinion, because like this is what I what I was saying with Andrew Tate. This is what happened to Andrew Tate, right? He got canceled as being as people making assumptions about his character when they don't fucking know his character, right? Because like like. You, somebody can say any like does that do, do I agree with everything that he said about like like women and shit? No, am I personally offended by anything he said? No, because I don't know him, right? But like I also see that he's a smart man. He's extremely intelligent. He has a his he, he he's a he has a like massively successful business online business. I, how, and, and then you start seeing, seeing like, oh, well, how did he do that? Well, uh, w- uh, one of the reasons how he did that is by being polarizing. You have to be you, being polarizing is an asset when, in order to stand out on the Internet and social media. If, if, if 50 percent of people love you and 50 percent of people hate you, that's a pretty good ratio. That's a pretty good ratio because you, then because that polarization is getting attention. That attention is getting some people are going to hate you. Cool. Fuck off. The people that are going to love you are going to fucking love you. And they're your tribe. Right. And that's who you want. So you're 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 broadcasting yourself to more people to, to fucking love you. Right. And so it's it's like like why, why does that mean if he has a controversial opinion from some from some outtakes that are people are 
posting on like of this content about this or that, why does that why why does that give the powers that be the right to to cancel him, to remove him completely, to delete him? What gives them the right to do that? So that we don't have free speech. That's what it's saying. It's saying we don't have free speech. It's saying if you get if if you become so successful, if you be if you reach this level of success and you're still voicing your fucking opinions freely, then you're gone. Mm-hmm. You're gone. Because if he wasn't successful, no one would even give a shit. There's people every like regular people every day that post crazy wild shit on Instagram, and no one gives a shit because they're nobodies. Yeah. But if you reach this level of success and you're making this much money and and you're making this money from an online business, meaning on over the Internet, well, if it's successful, now you're not allowed to voice an opinion. Now, if you're voicing an opinion and and you're making your money from the Internet, boop, you're off the Internet. You know, that's fucking wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. That's way more wrong than any like controversial opinion Andrew Tate said about anything. About like you know women like obviously like you know like calling them bitches or whatever okay like okay I can see how people are like that's not cool but I can also see people like that's just how he fucking talks okay mm-hmm. that's how he talks that's how he talks people can talk however the fuck they want and I'm not gonna and I'm gonna be able to sit there and go okay well this is how this person is is expressing themselves this is how they talk if if it's not the way I would talk who am I to go you have to talk the way I talk you know what I'm saying. Or you don't have the right to speak if you're not going to use the terminology that that I that that I agree with, mm-hmm. right? That, that this is there. Where's this is like a this is a creating a, a fucking a world where there only one voice is allowed to speak, instead of all voices are allowed to speak and have a fucking conversation. Well, I, I hear you loud and clear on the Tate thing. We sat down with Tate for I know I watched five the whole, six I hours. The whole I mean, thing. We, like I think it's absolutely disgusting that they I that the whole the, thing. a lot of these digital uh, social governments have have canceled him. They do have terms of services. That's a whole conversation. Where I think I got really disgusting are the credit card processors and Ubers yeah. and PayPal yeah. uh-huh. and Airbnb and exactly. Discord. What the fuck like, is what that? Is that all <laughs> what about? is that? That's insane to me. However, circling back to Kanye, you know, brands also have the ability. They, they, these aren't, they can do whatever they want with their money. Balenciaga, Gap, Yeezy with Adidas. They said, listen, we don't need this drama in our lives. We're trying to run a business. Yeah. And if you want, like the difference between Kanye and Andrew Tate is Andrew Tate came on the scene like boom, out of nowhere. In six months, he went from obscurity, relative obscurity to like literally the most googled man on the planet mm-hmm. kanye we've been watching this slow drip for the better path better half of two decades bro yeah and it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse artists are like that though it, not Ar- like artists, this though, Pat. N- no but but hear me out okay for example i'm thinking if i'm running twitter what am i doing with kanye let's just say i own twitter and i'm elon musk what would i be doing i'd probably be calling kanye so what he did is what i'd be doing hey man listen can't just say death con three I understand you can say some certain terminology. Yeah. It's you can't. Use. I mean, let's let's not lose the fact that the word death and Jews were right next to each other I, in bold letters. I told yeah, you. so. Like, not, come on. No, and and I'm a Jewish person, but that's not good. Obviously, it, it, but, it looks substitute terrible. Jews for blacks, Asians, but gays, but, women, but brother, death to whatever. But brother, stop it. Bro. Let me tell you this. Yeah, here's a rapper saying that. Let me tell you what my problem is. When a member of the Turkish parliament says, don't forget Armenians, what we did to you, 
we can make you disappear from the face of the planet Disgusting. from history books, and that's still online. Don't give me this bullshit about those two words are used together. Stay consistent, not you. Stay consistent, social media. If this Twitter. offends you, your Twitter. If this offends you, that ought to offend they, you as they well. They did remove Kanye, though, but not the Turkish. They did not remove the yeah. member part. That guy's video is still up on his Twitter Well, this account. is a That's- common argument. Is like Ayatollah Khomeini could be on Twitter, but you you're going to remove be, Trump. You cannot be What's selective. What's with the double standard? Correct. You cannot be selective in that area. But this whole discussion here, guys, got started with one thing. The discussion got started with that image that they used that produced emotions with you knowing what it's going to do. And to me, we have to understand that there could be a possibility that they're using us as pawns to get people to pin against each other. All I'm saying to you is, folks, whatever you get from our podcast, we're starting to get a lot of people that get on this podcast that don't agree with me politically and some of you guys don't like Adam. Some of you guys like Adam. Some of you guys don't like my ideas. Some of you guys do like it. Here's the point. One thing I will tell you is left, right, center, wherever you are, dude, whatever you do, don't be naive. It's very easy for people from your own side to fool you and get the right emotions out of you because you're vested emotionally because that's the side that you're supporting. All I'm saying to you is don't let the media do that to you. They've divided America plenty. Mm-hmm. and they're starting to lose. Their business model doesn't work. People are going away from listening to the news, and they're going to podcasters. Yeah, they're going for to a good podcasts. reason. For yeah, a good reason. Of course. Because this is like this is becoming the space where people actually just speak their minds, have intelligent discussions. There's not intelligent discussions on the media. <laughs> they, they don't, they, there's not open conversation. That's what, that's, this is an yeah. open conversation. Mm-hmm. Where 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 any, where where anybody's opinion yeah. or voice is allowed, the the space to I mean this is that's what a dialogue is. The media is not dialogue; it's a singular singular opinion that's constantly being pumped and pumped and fucking pumped. It, it, that 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 has no room for anything outside of it. Yeah, so so again, so what they're what they're threatened by is just yesterday. Can you put up Twitter if you can bring up Twitter? Robert Reich, which, you know, uh, for a lot of people if you know who Robert Reich is, he's a socialist that economically is always bashing capitalist constantly. If he gets a chance to do it, he does it. So he posted something yesterday and I tweeted back. I responded back, "Go go to go to replies and that that way it'll come up instead of the way you're going." Yeah, go to replies. And go up, go up. Let's see if it'll show it. Go up one more. Uh, I don't know if it's going to show you on the third one. Uh, there it is. That's the one right there. Okay, go up a little bit and zoom in. Perfect. Zoom in. Okay, so he, first show his tweet at the bottom. Robert Reich tweets saying, in 1978, CEO pay has increased 1,460%. Yes, you read that correctly. So don't tell me that corporations can't afford to pay workers higher wages and provide decent benefits. So if the average person reads that, stay on that real quick before you go to my Zoom in real close because I don't want people to read what I said. Even a little bit more. Go up a little bit. Go up a little bit. Okay. So if average person who reads that, they say what? Wow, since 1978, CEO's pay has increased by 1,460%. Yes, you read that correctly. So don't tell me that corporations can't afford to pay workers higher wages and provide decent benefits. What does that produce? Animosity towards who? CEOs. Animosity towards who else? Capitalists. The average person reads this. Who do they hate? They're disgusted by anybody that's a capitalist. So then I pose a nice question back to him. He never responds back to my questions. I don't know why he doesn't like my questions. Go up a little bit so I can read my question, Tyler, if you could. So here's my question, okay? 
I said, I'd like to get your thoughts on three additional stats. Average NBA player salary since 1978 has increased 9,400%. College tuition has increased 1,400% since 1978. And last but not least, you make $100,000 an hour for Keynote. That's more than 99.9% of CEOs in America. Should we be concerned? So then people are like, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know NBA players. The average NBA player in 1978 was making 40 grand a year. You know what the average NBA player salary is today? Probably eight five million bucks. Really, eight point eight is the average NBA player salary from forty grand. Are you com- are you happy for NBA players making eight point eight? I am. I think they're fine. I don't sit there and judge them. I'm totally cool. I think LeBron deserves a hundred million a year, not thirty million a year or forty million a year. College tuition has increased fourteen hundred percent. Has our intelligence improved fourteen hundred percent? Has has the education improved? That much better? Are kids coming out of college right now just so much more brilliant than they came out in 1978? I don't know. And he's getting paid $100,000 to do a keynote. Isn't a socialist kind of shouldn't get paid $100,000? Shouldn't a socialist take that $100,000 and give $1,000 to each attendee who's in the room and divide it amongst the attendees? That's what the right socialist should do. But guess what, Robert Reich? I think I'm happy that you're making $100,000 an hour. I don't judge you. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But you're playing games and you're dividing and you're not telling the other side of the story. And some people are falling for it, but not anymore. People are starting to think for themselves. And this whole concept of thinking for yourself, it's starting to become popular and cool again because people are comfortable questioning things today. Something we stopped doing for a few years. So, Adam, going back to you, maybe maybe we should continue questioning things and seeing if we're right or if we're wrong. Uh I if if it turns out that someone in the media planted this or politicians planted this, I will gladly apologize and say you got me. I was duped. But if you look at across the media, New York Post, not liberal, very right wing, they're posting about this too. They're talking about this too. The Jerusalem Post, a conservative Israeli newspaper also talking about this. So I happen to think I, that this is I, a true I'm, story, I'm, but if I'm wrong, I'll gladly I'm admit I'm sorry, it. but here's my question for you. So am I supposed to sit there and believe that what they're posting, they fully know and vet it out to see the credibility of it? Or are you thinking that the, you don't think that they have to post that story so they don't seem one-sided either? They have to post it because they're also at risk if they don't. They have to post those How stories. How confident are you that this was a planted story I and am, this was fake? No, no. That these weren't real Nazis protesting. I didn't protesting. say that. What I'm saying to you is you cannot fully believe what they've done. Their credibility the last six years is a shit. If somebody came up to you. You're talking about the media in yes, general. The, if somebody came but up. If you're a bank. Covering the story and the actual Adam, story are two if, different things. No, no. If you're a bank, okay, mm-hmm. I have come to you and I've asked you for $600,000 loan seven times in the last seven years. Since 2015, you've been giving it to me. Seven times in a row, I've defaulted after three months. Would you give it to me again or would you second guess me? I would definitely second guess. Okay. Why are we not second guessing the media? Because that's all they've been doing for the last seven years since 2015. Since 2015, they've been playing and toying with us. You want me to all of a sudden forgive and wake up and say, oh, you guys are all right. No, no, you, you would never divide us. Oh, my God, you would never do that. Every media's responsibility is to unite. That's what they want to do. They want us to be friends. They want us to get along. They want us to coexist. They don't want that. I hear you. I hear you because you do make a valid point. But at the same time, isn't this a form of nihilism? Nothing's true. I don't believe anything. 
I have to I second guess said, everything. I, no. I'm just I'm giving you the other side of the equation. How can I believe anything? Bro, you're talking to My a buddy guy. said this, the newspaper you're said this. You're talking to a guy. Nothing is real. You're talking to a guy that's a Christian that sat at church this Sunday and my analytical mind went to a part of the Bible that I'm, you know, like I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time. My brain's going there, but and then at the end I have to come back to faith. But that's a different relationship with the man upstairs. I may be wrong that God doesn't exist. I may be wrong that I bought into the system that's 2,000 years old, and Jesus said a few different words that people wrote about it and made him seem bigger than he was. I may end up being wrong, but it's a risk I'm willing to take because that's faith with the man upstairs. That's a different kind of risk I'm taking. I have zero faith in media. That's a very different story because the one here is a different relationship. The one here has let me down one too many times for me to sit here and trust the media that what they say is, let me take you to the bank and all this stuff. No, we need to get a little bit more. What what is the whole concept of questioning things? What are you supposed to do? What's what's wrong with questioning things? I'm totally cool with that. Then that's what what we stand for. We should keep questioning until if they're right, you're right, man. Hey, that's a screw up. You shouldn't have done that. Like Russia. Russia this, Russian Republicans started believing that maybe he was tied to Russia when they kept saying Russia because they said it a million times. And then the moment they realized this whole thing was a job by Hillary Clinton, everybody went away from it and Hillary Clinton became the international woman of the year by Forbes. We're supposed to now, and now she's got a podcast going on with Chelsea trying to rebrand herself because she sees an opening to potentially having her dream become a reality of being a president. Everybody's on the chomping blocks right now. Everybody's just sitting on the sidelines saying, this may be my opportunity to be a president. She's at the top of the list. Yeah, I'm not sitting here buying that these guys are not reporting. Now, what he did say is a true tweet. That's not fake. That's what he tweeted. So that part, I will judge that because it's his words that came out that we could read. All the other stuff, the division... I'm going to sit there and say, okay, all right, cool. I'll read this. I'll read that. I'll read this. Let's see what happens. But I'm not going to sit there and say it's 100%. These guys are not playing games behind closed doors. No, I'm not playing that game. We'll see what happens. Yeah. No, you do that. You're going to be in trouble doing that because that means you're constantly controlled by people telling you the stories. That's not the, the, the what is what does DD mean? What does due diligence mean? Doing your homework. We need to do a little bit more of our homework. Yeah, but this is sort of, I hear what you're saying, Pat. Yeah. And we're, 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 we're coming into agreement here. But the whole premise of what I try to do is read CNN, read MSNBC, read Bloomberg, but then read Fox, read Wall Street Journal, read Reuters, and actually formulate opinion. I think what you're saying kind of is the the whole concept of if you you watch the news, if if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you watch the news, you're misinformed, right? I mean, isn't it kind of like, that's why I I don't watch the news at all. Right. I, I I don't pay attention to, you know, uh, like I said, I, I'm not into politics. I don't watch the news. I just go off of I form my beliefs off of, you know, what I see. Right. And I and I feel like that kind of is thinking for yourself, because if you only think about if you think that you think for yourself, but all you go on is you go off of is what the news tells you rather than, you know, just what your own, you know, contemplation, reflection you know, uh, observation of the world around you. If you're, if you're not doing that and all you're going off of is what the news says, then, I mean, are you thinking for yourself or are you just thinking about what they're telling you? But if you don't pay attention at all to the news and you just kind of observe everything that happens 
as a third party observer and then based on your own contemplation of things reflect and form your own opinions that to me is thinking for yourself yeah i mean look i they asked one time who denzel voted for and what was his answer none of your business who i voted for right because he's in hollywood he doesn't want to tell you but what does none of your business really mean Okay, just think about it. When somebody asks you in Hollywood, who did you vote for? None of your business. You know what none of your business means, right? Okay. And then he says, where do you get your news from? And he says, you know, the whole misinformed and, you know, uh, uninformed when you're getting your intel. A guy, you know, today it's, it's, it's so risky for everybody today for us to see what to do with the information that we're getting. I think we should stay nimble. I think we should stay loose. I think we should study. I think we should look at what's going on, what's being said. And then make a decision for yourself which side you want to go with. But I'm not going to sit there and tell, you better believe what they're saying. Let me tell you what these guys are saying. We have way too much of people that whatever Tucker Carlson says is is a doctrine, 100%, and whatever Cooper, Maddow, Joe, whatever they say, it's 100% this. No, man, listen, kind of go, you know, study it for your own, see what the other side is saying as well, and then make a decision. But... uh, um, yeah, it's, it's for me to see stuff like this and what they're doing. This is a very weird time. You're going to see a lot more of these stories the next 18 months because the opportunity, you got to realize the, the most powerful position is available for anybody to take. You have to replace a Biden. Do you know what that means? Think about if you're a Democrat. What are you thinking? And you have aspirations of being a president. Imagine if your name is Newsom. Mm-hmm. Imagine if your name is Kamala Harris. You don't think deep down inside she wants to be the first female African-American president? You know, think about first female president. Period. <laughs> think about if your name is Hillary Clinton. Think about if your name is Mark Cuban. Think about if your name. All these guys, they're sitting there saying, "Man, what's the pinnacle? What's the job? What are what are a couple titles that you get in life that you're locked in history books?" What president is president is at the top of the list. What's second to that? Actually, give me the second to that. Billionaire. What's second to that? What's a list like? Hey, you were, you, you know. A billionaire, a superstar in sports, a super actor. Like, I think those no. are some. What else would you put? I mean, those are all great. There's hundreds of them, though. There's only 45 presidents. You're right. What I'm saying is president is at the top. Of course. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes after that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That position is kind of open. You ain't replacing somebody like Reagan. You ain't replacing a Bill Clinton. That's not easy to do. Those were. Do you feel like billionaires like Mark Cuban or Elon Musk or, or any of these, you know, are even interested in being president? Because Cuban, Cuban really, I think Elon's born in South it, Africa. It's always so seemed to me that like billionaires of that stature, are like, why the fuck would I want to be president? Well, Bloomberg ran last time. What was the other guy that ran in the Democratic Party? I forgot his name. John Huntsman ran once. No, 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 no. Rem, Romney ran. He's not a billionaire. This past no. year, the guy that threw a ton of money at the campaign, Democratic candidate Tom. Co- uh, no, Jay Inslee was the governor of uh, Washington. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. But Just didn't have possessed. By, by, by the way, most of them don't. 2020. They don't most want to be of them president. Don't. No, yeah. most of them right. don't. Well, what does that say? You know? I, it's, it's... Because it, do you think it has anything to do with just the fact that, like, politics is such a dirty game and that they know if that they run for president, you know, they're just going to, like, you know... Have a huge just target on their back, yeah, or Tom Steyer. Some of them, some of them have stuff in the closet that they don't want to come out because it's going to hurt their kids. Some of them don't want their kids to be affected by the constant. You know, Trump went from a hero the day before he announced he's running to becoming the biggest villain in the history of America for what he did. You know, do do I really want to do that to my last name? You think Trump's being invited to the same parties he was being invited before he ran? No. 
You think Trump's hanging out with the same people that he knows? You think people in Hollywood who took pictures with Trump in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, what would happen today if major Hollywood stars got caught taking a picture with Trump and that circulated among social media? What would happen if, you know, a Ryan Gosling got a picture next to Trump today? What would happen if Ryan Gosling had a picture next to Bezos today? Nobody would care if he had a picture next to Bezos. If he had a picture next to Bill Gates, okay. If he had a picture next to Warren Buffett, nothing. You got a picture next to Trump today? Oh, mm. Maybe a career-ending type of a picture for him. <laughs> Think about it. It's yeah. a world you know very well. Yeah. So it, 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 most billionaires are sitting there saying, I'll stay in my 40,000-square-foot house. I'll put the nice parties. I'll have good food and be left alone and yeah. enjoy myself. And you guys go at it. I'll just do something from the back end and fund this and fund that. I don't want to get myself involved. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. You've made it to billionaire status. Live your life, baby. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But there are a lot today that see this as an opportunity, and you're going to see people making a run at it. Mm -hmm. This is a very opportunistic season on who's going to make the next run for being a president. Um, did, you, did, did, did your family ever have aspirations of stuff like that? Or no, that, that running or anything like that? No. Not really. He just loves the game that he's playing. That's his world. Yeah. yeah it's, he uh, just loves his craft. And it's great. It's the love of the game. And if you can do what you love, you're in a very... <sighs> In a very unique community because that's the best life you can live. Check. Playing the game you love. Last question for you, bro. Uh, you're carving your own path in life. You're your own man. It's clear, right? You're, 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 you have gratitude for your family. You're blessed. But you're also your own man. What do you want to be known as? You said you're 32. Looking, looking down the road, you know, you're 35, you're 40. Who will Chet Hanks be? I'm not so much interested in who I'll be but just who I am, you know, I, I don't feel that the goal is, is anything out in the dis, out in the distance. I feel like it's just being fully who you are in the present. Right. I think that's the, uh, that's just much more, uh, it's much more fulfilling because the work is the, you know, wherever you go, there you are. So, the goal is to just, you know, the work is is right here in front of you, you know, and the reward. It's not something way out in the distance. Because ultimately, I just, I just have. It's really just all about trusting in in source, trusting in source, in God. Because if you have trust in source, then there's nothing uh, to be apprehensive about. There's no, there's, there's nothing that's, there's not a carrot on a stick that's like constantly out of your reach. You know what I'm saying? You already, everything is happening in the now, you know? I think what you're saying is like if you live in the past, you have depression. If you live in the future of anxiety, but if you live in the moment, there you are. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great place to be. Chad, tell us about your, uh, your, uh, uh, fitness. Uh, you're working on a few different projects, and I know we have it in the uh, in the description and in the chat. But if you don't mind sharing with the audience some of the stuff you're working on right now, Hank's Fit Self Mastery Program. I uh, it's look a lot of people reach out to me because they ha they identify with my struggles. I've been open with my struggles. You know, I'm sober today. I struggled with substance abuse for a long time. I damn near ran my life into the ground several times. Right. But kind of what I've learned is that, like I was saying earlier about, you know, dealing, dealing with the cards that you've been given. Right. Is that 
you could be fucking up that hand for your entire life, but then once a flip switches and you realize the right way to play the cards you've been you've been dealt, um, you realize that you've had these cards the whole time. So my 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 point with that is that I think there's like a a thin line between the people who you know might like be the black sheep of their family, the people that have you know been you know maybe like who have fucked up because there's a thin line between that and actually those qualities being an asset to you, right? Because the people that, that, you know, might have been the black sheep or that have fucked up are, are the, are the risk takers, right? They're the truth tellers. They're the people who aren't afraid to, you know, venture out from the herd, right? They're the, they're the sheep that's not afraid to venture out from the herd, right? And to me, there's a lot of value in that as there's a lot of personal value in, in those type of individuals, Right, because once that once that those qualities are channeled correctly, they can, what what used to make you your worst enemy can now be your greatest asset. And this is kind of I just see as like a matter of just getting out of your own way, right? It's there, it's not so much a distance that you have to travel to become something that you aren't already. It's about clearing away all this shit that gets in the way of you being that the best version of yourself in the present, like, like I was speaking about being that highest version of yourself. Like imagine if who you, at one, at some point I just had to say to myself, who would I be if I dropped the drugs, if I dropped the booze once and for all, if I, if I fully became like militantly disciplined, if I, if I, if I was extremely militant on myself to, to wake up early, to work out every day, to eat healthy, to hit my macros so that, my training is the, the exertion that I'm putting my body through is actually going to get results because the nutrition is 90% of it. And that's what most people get fucked up on because they'll get motivated to go to the gym for a while and not be knowing what to eat. So they won't get any results. Then they, then, then they lose hope. Right? So who would, who would this person be if I made these things mandatory in my life, cold Turkey from dropping everything, waking up early working out diet then you start to get into the deeper stuff okay now that i'm taking care of my body well now how do i take care of my mind the meditation journaling reflection doing things of a healthy nature to deal with all the chatter up here in our heads right our mental health because i mean it's at an all-time i feel like it it's it's at an all-time crisis especially uh, not not just for everybody but especially for young men especially for men Right. And I think that's why another reason why Andrew Tate was so impactful, because he had something that was resonating with young men. Right. Because we do struggle with our mental health. So what I what I like to say is that this is all, like truly like the answer for all of our problems. It lies within our own self mastery, lies within the level of self mastery that we can uh, create within ourselves. And I, I and what I've what I what I believe and what my program is all about is that mastery of the physical mastery of our physical state is what leads to mastery of our mental state. Mastery of our mental state is what leads uh, the clearing up of, uh, of all of our negative, you know, thinking patterns, our depression, our, our anxiety, our fear, right? The, the, the incessant chatter, the negative self-talk, Right. Clearing, clearing up our mental, mastering our mental state is what leads us to mastery of this, our spiritual life. 
and mastery of our spiritual life is simply defined as ultimate trust in source, in source, right? So mastery of the physical leads to mastery of the mental, mastery of the mental leads to mastery of the spiritual, mastery of the spiritual, just ultimate trust in source, free, free of all fear, right? Fear, anxiety, depression, regret, fear, uh, uh, just present, right? Because like you said, depression is 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 having um living in the past is living in the past anxiety is living is, is living in the future the answer is therefore in the present so how can we make our present state as 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 connected to source as it possibly can be because if we're connected to source then it's there, there it's absolute peace there, there, there's no it's it's a still pond there's not a ripple in the pond Right. And I believe that the goal of self mastery is to live our lives, is to try to, is to strive to live our lives in that state as much as possible. It's in a flow state to live our lives in is because when you get, when you start to meditate and you get in a deep, it becomes, you know, more habitual to meditate, you, you do reach, have experiences where your mind is just completely still. Right. There, there's, you're just complete conscious being. There's not even a ripple. There, there's not a, a, there's not even, there's not a ripple in the water. Okay. It's just a still pond. Right. And then when you come at it and you can also reach those, um, reach that state in during peak physical performance, during exercise, where you're in a flow state where you're not thinking it's like, okay, Michael Jordan doing a layup. He's not thinking about well, how am I going to bet? He's just flowing. He like his mind is gone. He's just in it. Right. He's flowing. Right. So being, being in a flow state. And I believe, you know, once we start to couple these things, the fitness, the meditation, the things of a spiritual nature, we, we realize is that that flow state doesn't have to end when we come out of our meditation. It doesn't have to end after our workout. It starts off like when we start working out, we'll get, we'll feel really good. And then after our workout, you know, then we go back to real life and we're caused and we're back in the stress, back in the fear, back in the anxiety. We could have a really powerful meditation for 30 minutes. Then we wake up out of our meditation and then we're right back into real life. The stress, the anxiety. I, I think the goal here, the goal of self-mastery is to, through these practices, which, which, which needs to be exercised like a muscle, not just with your literal muscles, but with your mental muscles of meditation and, and, and connecting to a higher source, right? Is that what we're doing is we're exercising our entire being to, be, to, to live in that state so that every waking moment, right? Not just when you're in a meditation or out of a meditation, not just when you're in the middle of a workout or, whether you're, or, or after a workout, but so our entire living uh, experience can just be a long a, a, a long extended flow state where we're, we're operating, we're moving through the world and operating within our own being free, free, present and free, free from anxiety, free from fear, free from stress, free from not being able to voice uh, the, the fear of not being able to voice our opinions, right? Just being authentically us. And I feel like if, if everybody could, could do that, I feel like that, that quality, that freedom is the ultimate high that everybody is searching for, right? That is the high that people are searching for when, when they go, when they do drugs, when they, when they get drunk, when they do anything, right? They're searching for a, for a feeling of, of, of being in an elevated state, right? And what I'm saying is that the true high that we're all searching for is just that, that comfort, that freedom, that comfort of being on our own skin, that connection to a higher source, the, the, uh, a calm, a, a calmness and a faith in source 
that everything is unfolding exactly as it should, that there's nothing to fear, right? That there's nothing to be anxious about, that, that, that if you're stressed out, okay, you, you, you can be stressed out about the, you know, the, cause, cause when you're an entrepreneur and you're running your own business, of course, there's going to be shit that stresses you out every day when you're building a business and you're an entrepreneur and it's all on you. Right. But to not, to, to not, to not get it, to, to not, to, to allow yourself to be stressed about whatever, but to allow these emotions to just come and go and wash over you, to not get attached to them, to not, to not make these negative emotions, your, your entire, the, the, the essence of your entire being, whatever, whatever you've gone through, you know, whether you're going through a breakup and you're making that, that relationship be the, the, the entire defining thing of your entire existence, whether you're an entrepreneur and your, your business is struggling, making that the entire thing of your, of your existence, making your, 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 um, struggles with this substance, you know, your, your entire, the defining thing of your existence to just, to just completely by, by, by being sober first, first and foremost, allowing yourself to just, to just without anything, without any foreign thing, you know, coming to interrupt your connection to the ultimate high, to just allow that ultimate high to blossom, which is just living as our highest self. And and all of this is in the website. Like this is, this is the kind of a, a commentary I'm going to get if I, cause I looked at your website right now. We put the link up there. Yeah, it, 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 there's there's a lot of a uh, uh, content of that there to get so me mentally. This is how it works. So I create a custom workout plan, a custom nutrition plan for each person. There's we do Zoom calls once a week. So this is these kind of conversations are what I get into on the Zoom calls. Um, there's a standard package where the Zoom calls are in a group, and there's an elite package where the Zoom calls are one on one. The elite, this is more like mentorship. So in the one-on-one calls, we get really deep. It's just me and another person. I get to know a lot about my clients. They get to know a lot about me. And and we work one-on-one directly. We do a Zoom call once a week. If you're interested in joining, the best way to do it would be to go to- Link is below. Go on the link in my bio, um, uh, hanksfit.com, H-A-N-X-F-I-T. You can join immediately uh, by selecting one of those two packages on the standard membership. This will automatically trigger me to get an alert that you've joined, which is the quickest way to do it, um, which I I suggest what you do because then I'll get an alert immediately the second you join and I'll reach out to you immediately. If not, and you want to ask me some questions beforehand, then you can also go to my website, enter and send me a text message in that little text bubble down there. If you uh, write your message to me, that will uh, send me a text directly to my phone, and then I can hit you back. But the, uh, I'm sure after this airs, there's going to be a lot of people reaching out to me, and I do this all myself, so it might take me a while to get back to you. So if you truly are ready to start, I would suggest just just joining automatically from one of those two packages. And then, of course, if you want to uh, extend to a, an, a, a larger package or um, the elite program, then then I can just prorate you for that. So, yeah, just hangsfit.com. Sounds good. Well, appreciate you for coming out. This was great. Really enjoyed having you on. The perspective of uh, the life you've lived and what you're doing next. Very excited for you. And, uh, Tyler, are we doing podcast Thursday or no? Th- we got Thursday and we got Friday, right? Thursday Friday, Friday, I think, is the, uh, uh, is it the pro- producer of Entourage. And then Thursday is Doug Allen's going to be on Friday. Thursday is going to be Whitney. Oh, my God, that one's going to be hot. That one's going to be uh, uh, Epstein Conversations, right? Which well, she wrote a book about that. Yeah. 
Thank Anyways. you very much for having me. Oh, it's been a blast having you on, man. Thank really you. enjoyed it. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for being able to take the questions. I know some of this stuff is, you know, you hear the questions repetitive, and it just sometimes gets annoying. Some of the stuff we talked about was fresh for the audience and ourselves, but we really enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Have a, have a good sure. one, everybody. We'll do this again Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye.